With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male! And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. Out here in the fields. There on August of 2017, we saw Klansmen and white supremacists and neo-Nazis come out in the open, and they were met by a courageous group of Americans in a violent clash in Syria. We can't forget what happened in Charlottesville. That's why today I'm announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. Oh, good America's coming back like we used to be. Ethical, straight, telling the truth, know all those good things. President Trump punched back on Twitter, calling him Sleepy Joe. It will be nasty. You will be dealing with people who truly have some very sick and demented ideas. You are fake news. Very fake news. I can't believe that someone would have so much like, hate in their heart. Go home, bitch. Gag free wherever he is. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. To the, what, two people watching live tonight? Something like that? Thank you. Uh, I'm shocked if anyone... I'm, I'm shocked if anyone is, in fact, tuning in, because we are up against what I've heard is the longest battle sequence ever filmed in mm. Game of Thrones, so that's exciting. Is it going to be a bunch excited. of chicks kicking ass again? I hope not. I've seen enough powerful women the last few episodes to uh, satisfy my appetite for that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, the news stops for nobody, including, uh, including Game of Thrones. So we'll get to all of it tonight. Styx, of course, is back and will join somewhere in the neighborhood of an hour from now. We're going to talk to him about, uh, well, I should say we already did. We taped with him earlier. But we talked to him about um, Biden entering the race and uh, 2020 politics. Yep. And before we get into that, we'll break it down ourselves a bit first. And then after the Styx interview in the latter half of the show, we'll talk about this San Diego synagogue shooting. Uh, as well as a detailed case of hoax hate out of Winnipeg in Canada. Thanks to everybody who sent me emails on that. That was probably so half my, half my emails this week with links to that story. So thank you guys. And, uh, and we will take super chats on YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown. Money grabbers. Uh, it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thanks for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for supporting the show on mattchristensenmedia.com. And thanks for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. The meetups continue at an impressive pace. I, I, I know. 
I'm continually impressed by how many people are tu- uh, are turning out. Did you see the picture things. from the DC meetup? I I've, I saw them all. Is there something subtle? Are you talking about? There are two minorities that watch the show. Oh, at least. okay. I, I thought you were talking about the white power symbol there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you were picking up on. <laughs> so yes, this is the crew in DC. Glad you guys had a fun time. So cool. Uh, Baltimore. Tons of people in Baltimore. Sorry about the twins beating up on the Orioles since we got a looks like a healthy Orioles crew there. Baseball reference. Don't worry about it. Uh, glad you guys had fun. Des Moines, Iowa. I'm told in the email nice. inbox that this was uh, eight Nazis meeting <laughs> at a German pub or a German restaurant. Once again, in, uh, strong beard game in all the meetups. That's good to see. Much appreciated. Uh, Dallas, Dallas, Texas. Good turnout there. Hope you guys had fun. And then uh, a couple guys meeting up in Greenville, Tennessee. Nice. And last but not least, I got a, um, a meetup, not a, a picture of any person, but the, the arsenal, the weapons cache. I, I guess in Southeast Michigan, they had a meetup at a range. That is so um, cool. Thanks in part to Justin at Phoenix Ammunition who sent me this image of um, the firearm selection that was available. I see a Garand and a Scorpion in there, which I say is exquisite taste, excellent firearm choices. And um, and I did want to say too, speaking of Justin at Phoenix Ammo, Phoenix Ammo as well as Sonoran Defense Technologies offer, of course, discount codes for our listeners uh, of this show. You can find those on the website. It's mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. Get yourself some quality ammo at a great price or um, some awesome weapon customization. Again, those are um, deals from Phoenix Ammo and Sonoran Defense Technologies. Listeners of the show who are giving other listeners some sweet deals. Check it out at uh, mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals linked in the description. Lastly, remember uh, a few weeks ago or maybe like a month ago, I got this Jussie Smollett style threat letter in the P.O. box. (laughs) They should have cut out those little letters out of a magazine. Yeah. Well, it was, it was, a, it was a threat from some kind of communist. And I, uh, I described this as a bit. I described it as a joke. Uh-huh. And that apparently was not to, the, um, not to the approval of the apparent terrorists who are behind this particular message. So I received a video message in the inbox this week clarifying the threat to, uh, to my life, I guess. Here's, here's what they sent me. Matt Christensen, I am Comrade Monkey Lungs of the Southern Poverty Law Center. We found your characterization of my letter as a bit to be very triggering and problematical. (laughs) We are completely serious and demand you leave the country. You don't have a platform to a right, and freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom from circumstances. Your assault words will no longer be tolerated. We will not allow you to continue to advocate for the arming of children and the disenfranchisement of persons of coloreds. You are on the wrong side of history. We are going to continue in the footsteps <laughs> of great social justice advocates such as Che Guevara and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and to show you we are serious. Death by Coors Light. How unfortunate. Oh my god. <laughs> It's like being waterboarded. Yeah. Coors boarded. 
You have until June 5th to leave the country, Satan. June 5th. So what's going to happen to me on June 5th? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see because I don't negotiate with terrorists. I'm not leaving the country. You're not going to move to France? And just so everyone's clear, I legitimately have zero involvement in this. I have no knowledge of where this is going. Same with the audience. So you don't so. know who these people are for real? No idea. I, I've gotten a few emails. I have no <laughs> idea who it is. No idea what the... And now I don't actually know. Is it a bit or is it, in fact, a sincere threat to me? Who knows? Know. We'll find out June 5th. I Mark hate to get calendars. emotional, but I really think that we have the best audience of any podcast. I, I, I can't. I can't believe someone would put in that much effort if they weren't sincere about threatening me. How about that? Are you really going to print off my my face and make a mask of it? And you're going to get three guys together who are in on the bit and they all enjoy it. That <laughs> Flattered. Appreciate it. Before we get into um, talking about Biden's entry into the race, a few uh, stories to update, a few quick stories. We got the Sm- update. Yeah. The Jesse Smollett story just continues on. So, as you recall, Kim Fox is being investigated. There's a lawsuit from the city of Chicago against Jesse Smollett for hoaxing the whole thing. Well, now the two Nigerian brothers, believed to be the fake attackers in Jesse Smollett's hate crime hoax, they have filed a lawsuit against Jesse's lawyers, Mark Garagos and Tina Glandian. Recall that Mark Garagos is the media gangbang guy, and Glandian is the lady who claimed that Jesse's attackers wore whiteface to trick him into uh-huh. believing it was, in fact, a race-based hate crime. And she had that one just locked and loaded. She was ready for that question, too. Yeah. That wasn't yeah, an she gets paid, response. She gets paid the big bucks to do that kind of research to realize that one of the guys once wore a white-faced Joker costume. Which is and true. Expl- he did do whiteface. But, but the idea that that plausibly explains what happened here? Yeah. Yeah, that was hilarious. Anyway, they filed a suit in federal court in Chicago. They're seeking more than $75,000 each, accusing the lawyers of making defamatory public statements about the brothers that were published by media outlets. So the suit specifically references the whiteface claim and falsely accusing uh, the brothers of a hate crime they didn't commit. Um, And then on the Reasonable Doubt podcast on April 6th, Tina Glandian also stated that the brothers were involved in illegal Nigerian steroid trafficking. (laughs) Which uh, which the brothers deny. Really? She also implied that Smollett and one of the brothers had a sexual relationship, but the brothers say that the brother accused is heterosexual and was dating a woman at the time. The reason the accusation of being gay is the brothers say, the reason the accusation of being gay is damaging, according to the brothers, is because their family is still in Nigeria where gay sex is still criminalized. So that's... I mean, I think we can all agree that they're super gay, right? I don't know. I've not heard them. I've only seen the pictures of them. They're like they just pump iron and take steroids at the gym with Jesse Smollett, and there's no homoerotic angle to this, really. Well, now they're going to sue you for defamatory statements, Come so you me. get to pay that bill. And uh, what was the last thing? Oh, the lawyers. Uh, oh, they also said that the lawyers' claims uh, implied that the brothers perjured themselves when they testified before a grand jury against uh, Jesse Smollett to bring those charges that, of course, were dropped by Kim Fox's office when she recused herself but still directed her staff not to bring serious charges against Jesse Smollett. Anyway, keep an eye on it. Recall last week we discussed Snopes debunking an AOC meme 
her on the Price is Right bidding free on whatever the item was. Yeah. That, of course, originated with the satire site, the Babylon Bee. This week, the Babylon Bee responded with an article titled, Obnoxious Snopes Writer Keeps Fact-Checking People's Jokes at Parties. (laughs) Babylon Bee is killing it. I really like the site a lot. Uh, Just to give you a brief reading, it uh, it says, According to sources, an obnoxious contributor to Snopes.com continues to fact-check people's jokes at every party he goes to. The writer, Xander Billings, is always ready to confront people telling jokes with facts and logic to ensure the listeners aren't hoodwinked into laughing. (laughs) Actually, Billings began after he heard after he heard one man begin telling a joke at a party this weekend. Quote, there's no hard evidence that a priest, a rabbi and a minister walked into a bar together. I've called all the bars in the vicinity. In addition, it seems implausible that three people of such varying faith traditions would all go to a seedy establishment like a bar in order to have alcoholic beverages. And is the bar kosher? That seems far fetched. The. <laughs> or, I'm rating this one false, he shouted. The partygoers appreciated his fact check so much that they walked away from him to the other side of the party so he'd have a, a space to work on his fact checks in peace, sources claim. That's so good because the yeah. left, they've just turned into this group that just wants to steal everybody's joy. And they have no sense of humor. I'm happy that somebody is, is pushing against this. Yeah. So good for, uh, good for the Babylon Bee. I hope they keep uh, killing it on the satire front. And lastly, um, Congressman Dan Crenshaw was the headliner at a Turning Point USA uh, event at Arizona State University this week. The event was called Representative Dan Crenshaw versus Socialism. It had this, uh, let's see if I can get the artwork here. It had this cool artwork, stylized like Street Fighter, of him fighting Karl Marx. So that was pretty neat. Anyway, he, he gave a, a, a speech and then he had a Q&A section and one brave anti-fascist warrior stood up to stick it to, of course, combat wounded veteran and right. apparent Nazi uh, uh, Dan Crenshaw. Check out this exchange. This was hilarious. Uh, TPUSA is for Nazis and you should be ashamed of your service in Afghanistan. It was an illegal war of aggression by the United States. You should be ashamed of yourself, not proud of your service. If you have to call somebody a Nazi, it's a good indicator that you haven't thought through your argument very well. Oh, I don't know how I can follow that. That was fun. At least we had some a little bit of... That was, um, okay. But get more creative with your insults, man. Like, Nazi, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to say this about, about that exchange beyond the obvious silliness of the Nazi accusation. The thing that bugs me actually is conflating the individual service member with the war itself. Mm-hmm. Now, serving in the military doesn't imply that you agree or disagree with the particular right. task or mission or war or whatever. Um, following orders is how the system works. And abiding by the chain of command keeps everything running smoothly from the president on down. And I do get it. The Nazis were just obeying orders. That's the argument. Um, there are lines, but that's why our service members swear an oath to the Constitution, not to commanders. And by the way, the war in Afghanistan was a constitutional, uh, a con- uh, it was um, initiated constitutionally. Congress authorized the use of force uh, immediately after 9-11. Anyway, I just say that because it bugs me that even if the war was unjustified, that you look at an individual service member and say, no, no, you're a piece of crap for serving what this country decided was in its interest, whether right, whether rightfully or wrongly garbage. Did you enjoy the single eye roll? Yeah. It was kind of subtle, but that, that was pretty (laughs) cool too. 
<laughs> okay. Are you ready to talk Biden? Uh, I, I kind of can't believe this is happening, but you've been calling it for months. I think when we talked about this, what was it? We started talking about it about six months ago. You said it's going to be Biden and he's polling better than everybody else. That much and um, yeah. I don't want to toot my own horn, but you mentioned that too. Uh, because he lacks intersectional cred, he's going to have to hate Trump the hardest. The hardest. And you mentioned the white nationalist angle as well. I don't remember that. What did I say? You said How? that he's going to have to hate on white men and hate on Trump huh. the hardest because he's a white man with no intersectionality. Well, him entering the race is, of course, uh, no surprise because uh, he was basically already in the race. But he formally entered um, with, a, with a video posted to Twitter and YouTube on Thursday morning. I guess I sort of predicted the Trump hate angle. What surprises me is I can't believe he posted a three and a half minute video. That's almost exclusively about Charlottesville. I didn't see that coming, but that's the angle that, um, that Joe Biden is going to go with is look how much I condemn Charlottesville. I don't know. It's kind of predictable. It's, it's an emotional angle for most people. And it was kind of the first time that there was this visual representation of the angry Nazi right Hmm. wing. I think it was probably smart for him to do this. Hmm. All right. Let's talk about the strategy after we hear what he has to say here. Charlottesville, Virginia is home to the author of one of the great documents in human history. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Is he crying? All men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. We haven't always lived up to these ideals. Jefferson himself didn't, but we have never before walked away from them. Charlottesville is also home to a defining moment for this nation in the last few years. It was there on August of 2017 we saw Klansmen and white supremacists and neo-Nazis come out in the open, their crazed faces illuminated by torches, veins bulging and burying the fangs of racism chanting the same anti-Semitic bile heard across Europe in the 30s. And they were met by a courageous group of Americans and a violent clash ensued. And a brave young woman That's exactly what happened. And that's when we heard the words of the President Rough. of the United States that stunned the world and shocked the conscience of this nation. He said there were, quote, some very fine people on both sides. Very fine people on both sides? With those words, the President of the United States assigned a moral equivalence between those spreading hate and those with the courage to stand against it. And in that moment, I knew the threat to this nation was unlike any I had ever seen in my lifetime. If we give Donald Trump eight years in the White House, he will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation. And I cannot stand by and watch that happen. The core values of this nation are standing in the world, our very democracy, Everything that has made America, America is at stake. That's why today I'm announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. We can't forget what happened in Charlottesville. Even more important, we have to remember who we are. This is America. Okay. You want to go first? I got a lot to say about this. I mean, uh, I I fail to see why. I I know the left was up in arms about this, but I fail to see why what Trump said is so controversial. There were clearly good people in the right wing. And I still believe that this was a tiny minority of the people that were at Charlottesville. Most of them, I think, were center right. 
I've never understood why the both sides comment is controversial. It seems pretty clear to me in the context that he's talking about the context of supporting or opposing the the statue stuff as opposed to like the white supremacist, the tiki torch scene. But okay. Even beyond that, um, you can watch the footage of that entire weekend. The violence is mutual. I 100 beyond that, beyond like mutually consensual combat is what seems like you'll see. I 100% guarantee if Antifa doesn't show up, the whole event is a non-violent non-issue other or, than the sure. fringe speech that was on display. Again, I don't endorse the on the left. Uh, you know, this fight. What, what did he say? What was the specific terminology that they were fighting oppression? Was that it? He, he described them as courageous Americans who are fighting hate. Now, I'm sorry. Uh, That's insane. And again, I, I want to, I have to go back and call. I don't endorse the message of the Tiki torch, mar- torch marchers. I'm just saying, I don't think that they were inherently violent out to attack random people on the street or something right. like that. This was mutually consensual combat. I'm telling you, watch the footage. These two parties just show up and they start talking shit and punching each other. That's how it went. Did he address James um, Fields at all? He said that Heather Heyer was murdered, but I don't think he said James Fields' name. And I don't think he said her name either. He just said a brave young woman was murdered. Of what? I, I mean, uh, he probably didn't want to dip too deeply into that because of the footage of his car getting attacked. Hmm. Well, yeah, there's that. And again, doesn't justify driving the car into a crowd, but you can see the beating up of the car prior. Those yeah, are not, that, that, that's what bothers me. It's just as horrendous to me to say that the entire left was courageous Americans. They are violent communists. They are not courageous Americans. They are violent anti-American thugs. And their thuggery is a large part of why that that weekend resulted in violence and unfortunately death. Again, this is not to exonerate James Fields or any of the bad actors on the right. It is just to say that this is clearly not a case of partisan, singularly partisan violence these people showed up and wanted to fight each other. And, and Right, right. And the emotional nature of Charlottesville is what caused this miscarriage of justice with him. At worst, this was a manslaughter case. I know we've talked about this before, but he, he brought the imagery of Charlottesville because it makes people so emotional and it nurtures this divisive element. In and it's so right? overstated. Our very democracy at, is at stake. Says the guy running for the nomination of the party that doesn't accept the results of the last election, right. wants to impeach the duly elected president on dubious grounds. Look at your own party for undermining our system. Uh, th- he says, it's a threat unlike any I've ever seen. Okay, Joe Biden was born in 1942. He was born in the middle of of World War II. If you want to exempt him from that because he was just a toddler or an infant. Okay, uh, 9-11. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma City bombing, Orlando shooting, San Bernardino, Fort Hood, the entire war on terror, the Cold War, Vietnam. These are things Joe Biden has seen in his lifetime. And I'm supposed to believe that Charlottesville is the singular greatest threat that we've ever witnessed. He's also trying to appeal to a younger audience who doesn't have the historical perspective that older people do. I think that's Hmm. probably one of the reasons he's like, how can I hook younger people? Because I'm so old and so creepy and so uncool. Now you said you th- you thought that this might be kind of smart strategy, though. I think it was good. It was good. Strategy. Okay, how so? Because I I I don't share that view. Well, I think that it appeals to younger audiences, like I mentioned, because they they don't remember any of these historical events, and so their mind is really in uh, oppression and and victimization mm. and this culture of intersectionality. And so he's like, how can I tap into that into something that people remember? 
And then mm. Charlottesville, it is an emotional thing for the general public. They, they think about uh, the imagery of like the Jews will not replace us and all this, and it, and it pisses them off. So I think mm. that he wanted to get emotional and then he wanted to, to round it out, bring back, you know, the spirit of America, which the location of Charlottesville made that really easy. And then there was a Trump response to that, that yeah. really pissed people off that he was able to, uh, you know, relive. Well, I guess my thinking is I don't think most Americans care about Charlottesville because right. I think they're going to they're going to vote with their wallet in mind. They're going to vote for their their own interest as opposed to like, well, the president said something bad. It's pretty difficult to actually connect the president to Charlottesville. But yeah. maybe if you can expand Charlottesville into the broader oppression narrative, maybe that's I mean, it the appeals angle he's, to his base. I don't think this is going to flip anybody to like the independent voter or something. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that it appeals here's, to the independent. Voter. Here's why I question how it will go with Democrats, though, in, in the way you're describing or or even young people it's the premise he's operating with which as you said he mentioned charlottesville as the home of thomas jefferson Mm -hmm. and the writing of the declaration of independence and all that did you catch that tj shade he was like the the thomas Thomas jefferson Jefferson didn't live up to the ideals either but the premise what's the premise there that america is a fundamentally good place that's good in its foundation even Mm -hmm. if we don't live up to those ideals all the time that will that philosophy fly with the younger fringe progressive Democrats who don't believe that they believe this country is fundamentally bad. They believe this country is actually evil. They believe that. Yeah, that's a good point. But he did shit on Thomas Jefferson. He he wanted to like make it known that he doesn't think that what we were built on fundamentally is he thinks it's antiquated in, in some way. You know, the other thing I thought was interesting about his message is it's just a let a less catchy version of make America great again, MAGA. He's basically saying we have to make America great again. And (laughs) if he didn't say it explicitly in that video, he was caught on the campaign trail saying basically that. Listen to this soundbite after he announced. America's coming back like we used to be. Ethical, straight, (laughs) telling the truth, moving in a way, supporting our allies. All those good things. So it's not nearly as catchy. He's going with America's coming back like we used to be, maybe. Yeah, so you mean (laughs) make America great again? It's just a clumsy MAGA. He should wear a red cap with America's coming back like we used to be. (laughs) Ethical, straight, telling the truth. Someone make a hat of that. Supporting our allies. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, yeah, uh, when when you think about it at a fundamental level, he's sort of saying the same thing that Donald Trump has been saying, although they would disagree on the path to making it great again. I guess yeah. they would agree that it was historically great and they disagree on the path forward and maintaining that greatness. But that's that's why I question whether it's going to be a youth grabber. It's like, no, they they'll it, it, it makes just as much sense to go at Biden and say, well, when what, what do you mean going back? America's coming back like it used to be. You mean when it was always racist and when yeah. it was always bigoted and, you know, he's the KKK the control everything. He's going to yeah. have a problem with younger voters because he's so old and doesn't have the pop culture mystique that Trump had, which kind of helped him downplay that he is also an old bastard. I got, like, how is Joe Biden going to make himself cool? With how? dank memes, of course. They're coming out, don't you know? Ugh. Just wait. I assure you, we'll see them. The The Biden pepes will be fantastic, I bet. Uh. But to push back on our criticism, uh, he is polling quite well. Well, I should say before we get to the polling, the money is uh, coming in in his favor as well. He raised $6.3 million 
in 24 hours after his announcement. I don't think um, that means anything. Well, it's, it, it, it's, it, his website is reporting over 100,000 distinct donations, and that does outpace Beto, who had $6.1 million in his first 24 hours, and Bernie, who had $5.9 million. That just means he has a bunch of sycophantic, rich, old donors. It doesn't mean anything about the you know, the demographics of the people that are donating money to him. They're saying an average donation of 40 bucks. If you're bucks. going to win, you have to get millennials. I mean, I don't, I don't really see a way out of it. Well, they don't donate to anyone. And they don't donate. They just lecture other people for not donating to things. Right. So I don't yeah. know if it's the best way to gauge popular support. Well, then you got the polling, which yeah. of course, you know, Hillary was 95% likely to win in 2016. 98% so, likely according so to the take New York it Times. With a, take it with a grain of salt. But if you buy into early polling, I've not seen, again, I will always try to go to real clear politics, uh, aggregates, averages, as opposed to one particular poll. Cause you get some some semblance of the truth, maybe by aggregating them all. We don't have that yet. Uh, RCP average is not caught up yet to the announcement. But oh, you know what? This one's not even caught up to the announcement yet either. This is from April nineteenth to twenty first, so this is even a little dated. But um, if you believe the data published here, uh, he's leading all Democrats nationally at thirty percent. Bernie Sanders at twenty four percent. Uh, and then uh, and then all the rest, of course, Biden is also leading in the crucial early states of Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina and Nevada. A hypothetical Trump Biden matchup has uh, Biden leading by eight percentage points. But we're so far out that I would not put a lot of stock in that other than we can. I mean, we can surmise that there's it's difficult to say there's a couple of ways to interpret this. You could say maybe there's legitimate uh, momentum behind Biden. Alternatively, this is still a very fractured party, man. You got like yeah. five people polling at 10%. And if there's, if we've learned anything from polling, I mean, it's that it cannot be trusted, especially early polling. I, and I would national polling in this context means nothing. What matters is those early states. I would imagine that there's going to still be some kind of dark horse candidate that arises later. Michelle in the Obama, she's coming in. I don't think so. With her big swinging dick and all, Michelle yeah. Obama. <laughs> okay. Um, that's all I got to say on Biden. I want, I'm very eager to talk about the, the crazy ideas from the Democratic Party that emerged at this CNN town hall before we get to sticks. If you're down to do that. Yeah. So on Monday night, five Democratic presidential candidates participated in a CNN town hall in Manchester, New Hampshire, and the crazy was on full display. We're going to go through the highlights, starting with Elizabeth Warren's free college plan. So Elizabeth Warren has a plan both to forgive all or close to all student debt in the country. Oh, God, what a disaster. And not only that, but make college tuition free going forward. How is she going to pay for it? Well, she has an explanation for us. Here's Elizabeth Warren. I have two parts to the proposal. Part one is that we say uh, that we are going to roll back student loan debt for about 95% of students who have debt. Part two is to make sure that we never get in this mess again on student loan debt, and that is to make college universally available with free tuition and fees and to put more money into Pell Grants 
so that students of color, so that our poorest students have real access to college, and that we put some real money into our historically black colleges and universities. Oh, there Can it we is. talk about how to pay for it? <laughs> I started in several months ago talking about a wealth tax, an ultra-millionaire's tax. It's two cents on every dollar of the great fortunes above $50 million. So your 50 millionth and first dollar, you got to pay two cents and two cents on all of the dollars after that. She should do that. I like this. this you like this? Is, this? is this part of the collapsitarian agenda or what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, this is so retarded. I mean, if, if college were free, if you actually could fund colleges um, through this idiotic super wealth tax or whatever um and everybody could go and, and it and it were free then it would make it obsolete it's already nearly obsolete i mean a college degree is what a high school degree used to be yeah it's what a gd used to be um yeah. so she should she should do this yeah you it absolutely de academia. devalue it i mean that's kind yeah. of the exchanges you assume the risk of going to college and then since you assumed the risk you took on the debt or you paid for it you get the benefit later in life because right. theoretically you are a more skilled, more capable worker or, you know, whatever. You're able to maximize your worth, your value more so because of um, the tools that you acquired um, at college. Problem is we have so many degrees that are absolute silliness and have no real world practical application. And that's fine. I don't necessarily have an issue with those, but it's not fine when we're saying the public will subsidize those things. If the degree has no economic value, it seems like a double waste to raid the taxpayer <laughs> to pay for that, regardless right. of whether it's the ultra rich or not. I'll get to that in a moment because the tax here is suspect. And uh, the, how would they delineate? It would only go to public colleges, presumably. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do this. Would it just I don't be think like if they're going to pay for you to go to private school population or how would they delineate funding this? There are a million problems with this. Just speaking personally, too, as someone, and I assume you're somewhere in the same boat, as someone who's paid off thousands and thousands of my own, thousands and thousands of dollars of my own student debt, I don't want the taxpayer <laughs> paying for that. That's debt that I agreed to assume. Right. And that's, that's, that is a debt that I personally want the satisfaction of paying. I don't want to be bailed out on that. Mm -hmm. That's not someone else's job to pay for that for me. I agreed to accept that. And I want the pride and satisfaction of working my way through paying off that debt. Now, as far as the, the tax here, that's where it gets a little tricky because I mean, you run into this problem. She said it's going to be the ultra millionaires thing. Well, it's not as though we're going to have a specific ultra millionaires account that goes specifically to education, the education of free education of everybody. So as a practical matter, you're going to have people who didn't go to college, already paid off their debt, whatever, now paying for someone else's debt. Imagine just finishing paying off your student debt and now you're taxed to pay off someone else's too. That's just silliness. And I know... The, the progressive response is, well, it's just the ultra millionaires. We're only going to tax the super rich people. And it's only two bucks above your 50 or two cents on every dollar above your 50 millionth. Yes. I mean, this is a, this is also clear market failure. If your degree is literally worth nothing and you're not going to be able to contribute to the job market, then why should other people be paying right. for their degree? Stefan Molyneux was talking about this the other day and he, this was so brilliant. I don't know why I haven't thought about this, but employers should be, like 
poaching high schoolers and mm. then sending them to college to get educated to the college of their choice. They should pay mm. for their education. And then in exchange for that, they would have to sign like a five or 10 year contract in exchange for their college tuition. That way academia wouldn't collapse. Um, jobs that are marketable and skill sets that are marketable would be valued. Mm. Uh, and we wouldn't have this debt problem. It's yeah. these worthless degrees. That's the real problem. Yeah, here. And, I, and again, I want to be clear. It's like, do what you want. Just don't make people pay for pay it. For I, it. I, I yeah. don't you care. You want to major in like lesbian yeah. African studies? Fine. But like, I don't have to employ you and I don't have to fucking subsidize you. Either. Of course not. Yeah. Do yeah. whatever you want. Just don't make me pay for it. And that's the problem. Oh, it's only the ultra millionaires. The language here is pretty suspect. Uh, if you look on Elizabeth Warren's website, it's when she described it in the CNN town hall, she says every dollar over 50 million, you're taxed. Well, on her website, it actually says wealth tax, and then it describes your net worth of $50 million. So, of course, that's not just income wait, or wait, cash wait. assets. That's so like, like your total value. So in once terms you of hit your, 50 million, then all the 50 million is subjected to the super. That's what tax. it sounds like. And, and I know that sounds like a lot of money. Certainly, I don't have $50 million in assets. But when you start talking about people who own family ranches or own a family business or you know, maybe they just have a bunch of land that was inherited to them or, or something to that effect. This is actually a, a sizable group of people. It's not though. It's not just the Koch brothers right. you're rating to get this money. Plus they act like every person that has super wealth, it's some kind of inherited thing. And they're just uh, living some luxury yacht life with this yeah. money. But mostly, I mean, I bet the vast majority of people with super wealth, uh, own businesses and employ hundreds, thousands, thousands. Yeah. yeah. Employ thousands of people who can use that money to pay off their student loans, ironically. And that's, um, that's the last thing I want to talk about too, is do you think this is actually going to work? Do you realize why college is expensive in the first place? Because it's already heavily federally subsidized. That is to say, you give a bunch of people who, are, who wouldn't otherwise necessarily have access to this market that increases their buying power, that increases demand for the product, guess what? Price goes up. Yeah. If you think that increased federal control will lead to increased accessibility and quality, you're fooling yourself. That's and the reason we're in- And somebody one time that has ever happened. That is the history. reason we're in this situation now. Right. Yeah, and then subsidizing um, prof professor and administrator bloat. Mm. I mean, there are schools where there are five administrators to every professor there's a, yeah there's multiple diversity officers and right. crap like why? that yeah. why the free market normally would have dealt with these things but since it's so yeah. heavily subsidized it can't well in the interest of time we got a few more pieces of crazy to talk about before we get to stick so i'll keep it moving along bernie, now. bernie says the incarcerated should vote even the boston bomber about whom he is asked so he was asked by a student, a Harvard student in the audience at the CNN town hall about his past comments, wanting not just felons, people who are criminals in the past and have paid their debt to society, but people currently in jail, whether they should be voting. And Bernie Sanders says, yes, they should. Senator Sanders, you have said that you believe that people with felony records should be allowed to vote while in prison. Does this mean that you would support enfranchising people like the Boston Marathon bomber, a convicted terrorist and murderer? Do you think that those ah. convicted of sexual assault should have the opportunity to vote for politicians who could have a direct impact on women's rights? If somebody commits a serious crime, sexual assault, murder, they're going to be punished. They may be.
jail for 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, their whole lives. But I think the right to vote is inherent to our democracy. Yes, even for terrible people. Because once you start chipping away and you say, well, that guy committed a terrible crime, not going to let him vote. Or that person did that, not going to let that person vote. You're running down a slippery slope. So I believe that people who commit crimes, they pay the price. When they got out of jail, I believe they certainly should have the right to vote. But I do believe that even if they are in jail, they're paying their price to society, but that should not take away their inherent American right to participate in our democracy. Oh, boy. Let's give them guns, too. What an old <laughs> retard. No, that's a right that doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. I'm open to the idea that especially nonviolent criminals who've served their sentence maybe should be eligible to Fine, vote, but that's, okay. that's after you've paid your debt to society. This, and I, and I, I don't know that I'd apply that to violent felonies either, but, but this idea that you shouldn't surrender your rights in jail, that's the nature of jail is that you basically surrender, surrender your rights. all of point. your rights. The constitution doesn't say all rights, uh, all rights will be preserved no matter what. It says yeah. you will not be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. And that's the point. Due process due has process convicted of you of a serious crime and therefore bye-bye to your rights to life, liberty, and exactly. property. Um, and I was reading about this too. Uh, on top of that, you and I were discussing this throughout the week. The right to vote isn't as clearly defined as Bernie describes. It's not actually in the Constitution originally prior to the 14th and 19th Amendments. Uh, other than a guarantee of a Republican form of government, which can imply a right to vote. But the founders quite clearly wanted the states to regulate this issue mm -hmm. as they saw fit. There's an interesting piece over at the Daily Wire by um, by Josh Hammer. And it, um, let's see if I can find it here. And it notes uh, a few quotes from some of the, um, some of the, the guys in the House and Senate at the time the 14th Amendment was passed. Representative John Bingham who uh, who was the chief author of the 14th Amendment, wrote, We all agree, and the great body of the people of this country agree, and the committee thus far in reporting measures of reconstruction agree, that the exercise of the elective franchise, though it be one of the privileges of a citizen of the republic, is exclusively under the control of the states. Senator Jacob Howard also wrote at the time, The right of suffrage is not in law, one of the privileges or immunities thus secured by the Constitution. It is merely the creature of law. It has always been regarded in this country as the result of positive local law, not regarded as one of those fundamental rights lying at the basis of all society. And without such, people cannot exist except as slaves subject to despotism. Hmm, this Interesting. gives me some perspective on what angle we should take for repealing the 19. <laughs> I, um, but yeah, I mean, that means that, uh, the right that's more enshrined are one A and two A, and they would never talk about giving guns back to, uh, to felons that had been released from jail. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the irony is the right to vote is not say part of the bill of rights, part of the negative rights that the Senator and the Congressman were talking about yet. Bernie Sanders, presumably, I, I guess I should allow him to answer that question. I'm guessing that he wouldn't say he's fine with them having their speech silenced, not being able to get a gun, being subject to search and seizure at a moment's notice. Uh, who knows? I guess you don't technically surrender some of your other rights articulated in the Bill of Rights, like be free from unreasonable uh, or from uh, cruel and unusual punishment, that sort of thing. But the point is, when you commit a crime, you therefore surrender 
those rights. That's how the system has always worked. That's how it was envisioned by the framers of the Constitution. Mm -hmm. And I say this as somebody who wants to preserve the individual's right with the one, the only, basically the only asterisk I would put on that is, is people who are in jail and and violent criminals. Those would be my asterisks. Some other people would apply more, but the point is that the, the founding of this country, it was always viewed that States would decide this issue for themselves in terms. It, it wasn't just viewed as a natural right, like free speech is in terms of voting. Now there's a debate there about whether that should be the case, mm-hmm. but he uses that as the basis for his argument here. And I think that's kind of unfounded, you know? Yeah, I agree. Hmm. Um, I wonder if what Ann Coulter has said about this. Well, the last, uh, she's so gone f- full retard lately. I, ca- I can't even believe what I'm seeing from her. So you're off the Ann Coulter train. I know we got into it with sticks a little like, bit. I, a moment, I am frustrated with Trump um, not dealing with immigration issues enough that I, I'm very seriously considering abstaining from voting or not voting for him or voting for somebody else. I don't know. I, I'm open to ideas. But this thing that, that she's come out and said that she's going to vote for Bernie because of some um, some commentary on immigration that he made, I think in 2006, it's like you can't possibly think that Bernie's not going to be anything but a straight up open borders advocate. She might hmm. be saying it in jest, but it made me want to take what Sticks had to say a little more seriously. Maybe he'll persuade you. Yeah. And then I, I, every time I would talk about women in politics, I'm like, yeah, I mean, the only real exception are people like Ann Coulter. But now I look at her and I'm like, no, like not no one, no hmm. women in politics. The tw- this tweet from AOC's chief of staff was hilarious. What's the reason not to let incarcerated people vote? Shouldn't the people most affected by unjust laws have some say in electing people to change them? This uh, presumes that pretty much every single incarceration is unjust. Why would I assume someone who's incarcerated exactly. was done so on unjust grounds? That's, that's absurd. Um, isn't he deeply involved in a massive financial scandal? That's kind of rich coming from him. I can't remember. There was some something about that with some of her staff, but I don't know if this is the guy. I think or not. That he's at the helm of this. Let me know if I'm incorrect in the live chat, but hmm. uh, I do think that it's kind of funny that he's speaking on incarceration. And there was um there was one response here that I took note of, and and the point is taken that the, this is highly politically um, selective too, or at least I would assume it is because if you asked Bernie Sanders or say AOC's chief of staff here, does that mean that you really believe say Dylan roof should be voting or James fields or a lot of these people? No, not them, but they'll never get out of jail. So yeah, but they want people in jail to vote. Oh yeah. I guess he did kind of, he just kind of alluded to that though. He he was a little bit, but that, that was the question straight up. And he answered, affirmatively without qualification. Yeah, that's true. Yes. I guess that kind of slipped past me because he spent a few minutes in the beginning talking about people after they've paid their debt. To yeah. And I think there's a debate there. I do. I don't think it's insane to talk about that, but in jail for in many cases, like what's his face Zarnayev, the Boston bomber for legitimately trying to destroy this country or at least a small part of it. You're going to give him a voice in the future of the country. Right. Okay. Good luck with that. Next up, we got uh, Kamala Harris who was asked about mass shootings at schools and says she's going to take executive action for gun control. Here's what she says. As a future educator, I'm really bothered that public schools are being targets for uh, mass shootings. 
Uh, two days ago was the really? 20th anniversary of the Columbine massacre, yeah. but still two decades later, no major gun control legislation has been passed. Yeah. So my question is, as president, how will you go about keeping our schools safe and keeping guns out of the hands of those who should not have them? There are people in Washington, D.C., supposed leaders, who have failed to have the courage to reject a false choice, which suggests you're either in favor of the Second Amendment or you want to take everyone's guns away. Supposed leaders in Washington, D.C., who have failed to have the courage to recognize, you know what, you want to go hunting, that's fine. But we need reasonable gun safety laws in this country, starting with universal background checks and a renewal of the assault weapon ban. I will give the United States Congress 100 days to get their act together and have the courage to pass reasonable gun safety laws. And if they fail to do it, then I will take executive action and specifically what I will do is put in place a requirement that for anyone who sells more than five guns a year, they are required to do background checks when they sell those guns. I will require that for any gun dealer that breaks the law, the ATF take their license. And by the way, ATF, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Well, the ATF has been doing a lot of the A and the T, but not much of the F. Mm. And we need to fix that. Part of what has happened under the current administration is they took fugitives off the list of prohibited people. I put them back on the list, meaning that fugitives from justice should not be able to purchase a handgun or any kind of weapon. All I can think of is she wants F and the A and the T or whatever the <laughs> way she's I know. Well, uh, weapon, I mean, this is clearly unconstitutional, but I will say that I, I think that she has what it takes to, to rally the Democratic base. I think hmm. that'd be her. Uh, a few things to say about this. The, the hunting thing, the Second Amendment is not about hunting. I will no. never grant them that hunting is the philosophical basis for the Second Amendment. That's insane. I hate it when they make that argument. It, yeah. It's very clear that it's to protect us from one another and to protect us from a tyrannical government. Self-preservation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she says, oh, it's a false choice between protecting the Second Amendment and taking away guns. Uh, well, what do you mean by your things like assault weapons ban and so forth? Am I supposed to believe that she does not, in fact, want to confiscate guns? Is that right? not actually part of her plan? Okay. Um, yeah, but, and then she proceeds to talk basically about that. <laughs> but as far as the rest of her, her plans here, there is no legal basis to do this. And I say this as someone who ripped Trump previously about the executive action uh, declaring an emergency to build the wall. But at least in that case, Trump had a legal basis and existing federal law on his side, and he wasn't directly violating a constitutional right in so doing. Now, to consider what she's saying here, federal law, the National Firearms Act and the 86 machine gun ban, they heavily regulate machine guns mm -hmm. and silencers and short-barreled shotguns and short-barreled rifles and a few other items. But her definition of assault weapons is not, in fact, any of these things. It's just weapons that are 100% legal under right. existing federal law that have attachments she doesn't like. So that would be going well beyond. It's The point is, I'm, what I'm saying is she's not just enforcing existing federal law through executive action. She's inventing new law. Now, as far as and then the, the way, of, obviously, the course of action there is to expand the definition of what an assault weapon is. Uh, yeah, that's clearly what they're what they're going to do. Anybody that can't see that she's it's terrible. Now, when she talks about the the if you sell five guns, you have to get background checks. Well, that's not what the law says either. Uh, under the law, if you are in the business of dealing guns, you need a federal firearms license and you must conduct background checks if you're selling guns. But that is defined um, as someone 
to need an FFL, you're defined legally as a person or business who, quote, devotes time, attention, and labor to dealing firearms as a regular course of trade or business with the principal objective of livelihood and profit through the repetitive purchase and resale of firearms. Sell, selling five guns does not fit this definition. Does it sound uh, to you like she's trying to develop a registry for future confiscation? No, well, that sounds like a false choice. <laughs> I mean, that so, has to be what they all want to do, right? Yeah, well, it seems, yeah, I have no doubt that Kamala Harris would have at bare minimum a registry of all guns, if not outright confiscation, at least of guns that she deems to be too dangerous for us, uh, us plebs, you know? Um, I did want to mention, too, she talks about uh, the ATF not spending enough time on, on, uh, on the firearms, spending too much time on alcohol and tobacco. Now, I don't know what their resource breakdown is, but I'm not hearing a lot of big ATF alcohol or tobacco busts. Yeah. So I've, I was, I've often wondered what they do. Like, what so do they I was, I was curious. And since I can't, they don't publish like, listen, we devote 80% of our agents to this or 50% to that. I just took a look at their last 10 days of press releases on their website to get an idea of who's being arrested for what. If you're curious out of the 25 cases they've publicized, 10 cases resulting in arrest, at least one arrest, over the last 10 days, 22 incidents included firearms charges. That's 88%. I don't think they're not spending enough time on the F, as she says. It looks like they're spending plenty of time on that, if not nearly exclusively. If, right. the, if, that, if that's, a, that's a rough proxy to measure, but almost all their stuff that they're publishing right now is on guns. And then lastly, she says, fugitives from justice shouldn't be able to get guns. That's all. You're already a prohibited person under federal law. If you are a fugitive from justice, that's one of the boxes you have to check on the form when you're buying a gun. Are you a fugitive from justice? No. And, and then you have your background checked. I mean, in this case, this would just be an executive order to enforce existing gun law. So I guess good job, Kamala Harris, in that regard. But the point is right. Congress doesn't need to act. She set that up as Congress needs to act to do this. They already have that law already exists. So what do you think about um, her chances as far as being the Democratic candidate? I mean, I know she's not polling well, but I maintain that she has the appropriate intersectionality. She's going to have some problems because she's married to a white guy. And then <laughs> she's Jamaican and Indian, which is like not the appropriate mix of black for the black community. But Barack Obama did well. But I think that I think that she I, I still think that she's going to end up doing better. She is the intersectional candidate of choice. That is her biggest asset. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Lastly, and then I want to get to sticks as quickly as we can this here because we're already like, almost through the first hour. This is, uh, this is not at the town hall, and, and Mayor Bill de Blasio of New York City is not, in fact, running for president officially, although it seems like he kind of is. But I just wanted to play this because it's honorable mention for crazy of the Democratic Party. He gave a speech talking about New York City's, I guess, existing or forthcoming green new deal in just the city and this was on earth day and he said we're gonna ban steel and glass buildings in new york city check this out we are going to introduce legislation to ban the glass and steel skyscrapers that have contributed so much to global warming they have no place in our city or in our earth anymore if a company <laughs> wants to build lady behind a big him. skyscraper they can use a lot of glass if they do all the other things needed Wish to I reduce could see the emissions. Face. But putting up monuments to themselves, 
that harmed our earth and threatened our future, that will no longer be allowed in New York City. Okay, there is no city of New York City if you don't do that. Yeah, what's the plan here? <laughs> now, his staff says this was just a horrendously poor explanation of what still sounds like a dumb half-baked idea, but they... um. The plan apparently would institute a new energy code or new energy code requirements as a prerequisite for a building permit in New York City. De Blasio's sustainability expert says the details haven't been worked out yet. This is something that has to go through city council and, quote, it doesn't mean buildings can't use glass anymore. But he said it's going to be banned. I'm not putting words in his mouth there. These things will be banned and and have no place in our city. How does this contribute to climate change? I don't know. I was thinking. Um, I need more information. I mean, it's still a stupid idea, but like he, he needed, he insufficiently explained. I think you just donate New York City to the next Black Lives Matter riot so they can destroy <laughs> all the skyscrapers in the name of right. uh, the climate, is saving the, the planet from climate change or something. Is it something about Two the birds, production or is it like the reflection of, the, I mean, what, what, it, what? Yeah, as to why steel and glass specifically are climate i'm sure either are horseshit but i would like to know where this is even coming from don't know you'll have to check out the mayor's office if you want to understand the reasoning (laughs) okay uh let's get to sticks because we talk about all these 2020 politics and biden joining the race with sticks you want to take out uh take take care of a few uh super chats before we hit the top of the hour and then we'll hop into the interview uh chris heinitz no note thank you uh big donation from jared ensign shout out to the man of the meetup curtis from iowa he quietly paid for everyone's bill unbeknownst to us and because wow. of that generosity i'm able to keep it going with these shekels i am not going to be niggardly thank you you have to pay, play that sounder i love that one it's my favorite one um chris heinitz also said uh i just wanted to clue you into an article on general rob spaulding informs china threat is real and our politicians are too busy calling each other nazis to notice get the word out thanks we will try uh, hmm. rando human male hail sticks garden updates forever we all love sticks yeah and mre eating yep we should yeah. have all shared an mre maybe next time yeah hmm. do have some downstairs uh polaris 589 would matt be willing to go onto a fireside chat with honey badger radio Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Send me an email. And Jay Fry, even though it's not enough money, I'm still going to read this. Braid that issue, hot mess. <laughs> Good to see you back, Jay Fry. I, we thought Jay Fry might be dead or I something. I know, I was worried. Huh. Um, Rainer Chen, hey, Matt, love your video on the Palo Alto Starbucks incident. I know someone who actually went to that Starbucks once, and according mm. to that person, the area is a spawning pool for TDS SJWs. Mm. Well, thanks. Um, if you Rowley. see any more there, let me know. Yeah. Matthew Riley, did you all see SpaceX launch uh, yesterday? Absolutely amazing. Keep it for good work, guys. I didn't. I didn't. You know, I'll have to check it out. We run a political podcast where we're supposed to know the news. Uh, Yoko Halo is, hey, you two, you should try getting Sargon on your channels to discuss his campaign. Oh, should we? It's should we so try to get? Lot. Yeah, I read some horrible <laughs> slander about him today. The, no. the mainstream media is really trying to destroy him. So I really admire what he's been doing. Of course. These last few months. It's remarkable. Sargon is crushing it politically. He is... Yeah. Uh, he, he, what he's doing takes a, it's, it's very difficult to just walk in and talk to random strangers and hold your own and talk to media in an adversarial context. And to tell and he's media to get it. bent. It was fantastic. He's doing an awesome job and yes, I hope yes. the best for his political campaign. Sargon has been invited on this show many times, has agreed to come on this show many, many times, times and has ghosted many times. Yes, he has. So I just want that 
I, I tried not to throw him under the bus previously, but now He's I, I'm really just, busy. I mean, I under, I'm I under, chucking him straight under there. No, he, no, he is. Yeah. He has disrespected this podcast. I want it to be known. <gasps> yeah. I guess uh, so. I'm he gets to glove be slapped and challenged to a duel at this point. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Zachary Aguilar probably won't be able to watch right now, but listening to y'all's podcast when I'm traveling for work helps me stay awake. We're glad that you're not falling asleep listening mm. to our podcast. I appreciate that. Boogeyman917, I would tell you a story about how Matt and I once made love, but I doubt it. That's pretty <laughs> good. Uh, Romulus12002, either of you see the cringy Biden appearance on The View? No, no I did not. Ugh, that sounds terrible. Biden and the women of The View. Hmm. I, I won't be tuning in. Um, yeah, Bill no McPherson thanks. with the good hair, happy to delay Game of Thrones for the show, even though something is finally going to happen in reality. My wife is home and she'd kill me if I watched it without her. Hopefully we can both watch after the stream. I know, but it's just going to be a bunch of women kicking ass and then Jon Snow is going to die at the end of the series and then Khaleesi's going to reign over everything. No, so no. Cersei and the Night King have to get married. Up. Everyone dies, Cersei and the Night King get married. That's the ending I want. Okay, okay. Yeah. I can get over with that. <laughs> As long as Khaleesi dies. She has, either she or John have to die, for She's sure. She's so annoying. She's like, my throne, my, 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 my dragons, no children. Blah, blah. All right. What do you uh, say bad, we get to sticks? Or you got one more? Uh, bad Twin Z, how original uh, Michigan meetup Oklahoma is not impressed. Oh, that's right. They had that sweet, yeah, they had the, they actually had the footage of the shooting. Yes, that's yes. true. They at, did at the Oklahoma meetup. I nodded was, like I remember what they were talking about, but I didn't. That was really cool. Talk. All right, uh, we'll get to the Sticks interview here. Like I said, we just talked to him about um, about uh, all the politics that we were discussing previously. So uh, we'll be back in about 20 minutes or so. And in the meantime, uh, enjoy Sticks. Remember, we're going to talk about the synagogue shooting and hoax hate when we get back as well. So catch you in a little bit. And welcome back. We are pleased to host our guest for the evening. Returning guest, of course, Sticks Hexenhammer 666. Thanks, as always, for making time for us. I'm glad to be aboard. I would say at this point, you need no introduction among most of our <laughs> audience. But uh, if you are new to Sticks, you can find his uh, links in the description and check him out. But uh, I figure since the campaign is heating up, or at least getting there, and uh, as of today, <laughs> we're recording this on Thursday, Joe Biden is officially in. I know you haven't had a chance to um to watch his reveal video yet, which of course is not a surprise to anybody. <clears throat> Nobody everybody knew who's going to run. But I guess I was sort of surprised cuz he went all in on Charlottesville. This thing is 3 minutes of uh look how much I condemn Charlottesville and Trump didn't. <laughs> this cannot possibly su surprise you. You've predicted this exact course of events. Yeah. No, well, Biden getting in was pretty much a foregone conclusion. By a few months ago, I think it was his uh, brother, if I remember correctly, had speculated that he thought he would get in, and that was pretty much a tell for it. And him going hard in on Charlottesville, it's like there's none of the Democrats really mm -hmm. seem to have a platform. The few that develop, like Gabbard and a few others that have developed at least the rudiments of a platform, they're afterthoughts. Like even, even like a Gillibrand or a Julian Castro, it's like his platform may be crazy, but at least it's there. Joe, Joe Biden's the platform. Uh, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders are basically tied for front runner. And then you have 
a combination of Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, and Robert Francis, better known as Beto, which is hilarious <laughs> O'Rourke, and they sort of round out the top five. And those, you know, then um, what's his name there? The the dude with the lazy eye. I can't even remember because he's so forgettable. Oh, Cory Booker. It took Corey me a Booker. second to think <laughs> yeah, of even. He's basically number six. Crazy eyes, Corey. <laughs> that is a terrible lineup. Just well, terrible. The, the, I know. The policy platform that does keep coming out is increasingly ridiculous. Reparations. I know you've been talking about, you know, we got reparations. I've heard you talking about the student debt forgiveness thing with Elizabeth Warren, oh the Green God. New Deal, of course. And I'm, do you think Biden, I see two paths for him. I could see him standing up and being the moderating force that says, listen, you kooks need to get it under control or we're going to lose to Trump. Or maybe he gets browbeaten into embracing the insane progressive agenda. What do you think happens for him? I think he tries to waffle between the two. I think he's going to try, like with, with, you said Charlottesville, he mentioned in his uh, uh, sort of opening volley there. He'll mm. probably go all in on that, but otherwise he'll be generally a centrist so-called or what passes for one in the Democratic Party. He'll be like Obama. And the thing is, if he does well, he can count on Obama's support, which gives him probably the nomination. It's going to be very difficult for anyone else to gain an endorsement that means quite as much. Uh, if he tries to go to one side or the other, he should go all in on the centrist side and, and be like, hey, uh, the Democratic Party needs to beat Trump. We can't do anything unless we do that. And so, you know, here's my platform X, Y and Z. No, we're not going to ban all guns or, or raise taxes to 90 percent. That's crazy talk. The problem is that the progressive wing of the party is louder at, at this point than the business Democrats are, even though they're not as common. They're the rising power within the Democrats. The business Dems are the falling power. Even if the latter is larger, they're they're more quiet about it. They're sort of slipping into history. And they're still there. A lot of them voted for Trump, and a lot more of them will in 2020 if the Democrats aren't careful. The thing is, uh, the, the in-party politics are different than on the national stage because a person, in order to even challenge Trump, has to win the nomination first. I think the big concern for Biden would be he is old. Yeah. He's white. He's basically a dynastic politician, which means that he has to do a lot. He has an uphill battle to sort of get beyond maybe the 25, 30 percent he's at. Whereas someone like Bernie Sanders, who's already been a maverick, even though he's he's a sellout, I identify that within the party, at least he's more of a maverick. He has less of an uphill battle to climb, I think. What do you think about the gravity of these Me Too claims? These Me Too light. <laughs> yeah, with, with Biden. Yes, me. that's a good way of putting it. Um, it matters. Him being creepy around so many different people with, with claims against him and so much photographic evidence. Like, isn't it JoeBiden.net, I think? Somebody really? that doesn't like Biden bought up the, yeah, I made a video about it like weeks ago. Somebody bought up a domain. I think it was JoeBiden.net. Don't quote mm. me on that. You can maybe put it in the description or something. Uh, if you can find it, I'll try to get that to you. And it's basically just a compilation of Joe Biden, like doing that thing where he grabs like people's shoulders, both old yeah. ladies and young girls. And it's like, it looks bad. It's just the, yeah. I, I know it's just the optics. I don't think that he's like a rapist or anything like that, but it looks terrible. <laughs> it's JoeBiden.info. Oh, it is. Oh, is that what it is? I got to see this. Okay. Oof, this is. It's, it's pretty brutal. <laughs> this is brutal. <laughs> I got to see the full gallery. About, I'm thinking about somebody who supports him uh, being like, well, I want to go to his campaign website. I want to donate $10 to Joe because these other Democrats scare me. <laughs> It does actually look like a, a semi-legitimate legitimate. campaign website. Yeah. And, and it well, says Uncle yeah. 
Uncle Joey's back and ready to take a hands-on approach to America's <laughs> problems. He has a good feel for what the American people want. Eh, that's clever. Happy to open up and reveal himself to voters. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's gonna, he's gonna reveal a lot, yeah. <laughs> huh. Yikes. Uh, I'm just thinking another... if he has a dementia moment and he like gets even more touchy-feely with like some senator's <laughs> wife. Like uh, Jeff Sessions' niece there, when he tried to do that to oh, her, yeah. Jeff Sessions like ushered her along. That was the creepiest moment ever. And he though, he was staring daggers at Joe Biden at that point. Yeah. Uh, as, as far as Democratic strategy beyond just him as a candidate, I had maybe a, a 5% naive hope that the Mueller report would come out and Democrats if not for principle, for political practicality, would go, okay, this doesn't really show what we had hoped or expected. Let's move on to something productive. Yeah, right. Of course, that's not going to happen. <laughs> what, do you think, um, Blonde and I were talking about this, I think that's a massive political mistake. I think that's a huge loser. Yeah. Um, and, and Blonde was making the case, well, maybe you're underestimating the, the Trump derangement syndrome that is heavily rewarded specifically in the Democratic Party. You think it's a, a good or a terrible political strategy? Keep doubling down it, on the investigations. Um, it, it makes sense if you're trying to drive up turnout among your core base, but it doesn't help with like the center left, the independent voters and stuff like where, where a lot of people would fall. People that aren't even like, they're not on board with the Trump train or something, but they're, they want the Democratic Party to say, okay, look, here are our here's what Trump has said, here are our proposals, here's the counteroffer that we can make, like a party of JFK sort of movement. Mm -hmm. And if they were to able to do that, they'd be winning right now. They would beat the shit out of Trump. There's no platform there, though. Now, what's their platform? You think of the big things over maybe the last six months that the Democrats have offered. The Green New Deal, 90% marginal tax rate on upper income earners, that's going to go over all cow farts. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Uh, Creepy Joe. Bernie Sanders, who is an avowed socialist, it's like here in Vermont, maybe he seems more normal because a lot of people here have been fried out on weed and liberalism. But, uh, but, but I mean, you know, anywhere else, like you try going to Alabama and convincing people, yes, you should vote for someone who basically doesn't have a problem with Joseph Stalin sort of right. policies or cruise job or something. Or the, the felony voting. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that's I, I can't the other even one. believe yes. that they're taking some of these platforms. They're so extreme. Yeah. That's considered, that's taken seriously within the Democratic Party. Now, normally, and this was a, at play in 2016, normally a person goes a little bit further left or right during the campaign to differentiate themselves, and then they move back to the center for the general election. How the hell are they going to move back to back to the center? There's They're so far out there, I don't see how it's possible. How can somebody, like if Bernie Sanders becomes the nominee, how can a long-term self-avowed socialist talking about the Boston Marathon bomber voting, how can he move to the center? He's offering people free shit. The problem is that that particular part of his platform, he can't temper or he'll he'll be seen as a sellout if yeah. he becomes the nominee, which I don't think it'll be Bernie Sanders as the nominee. I could be wrong, but I don't think there's a, a high likelihood. I think the fact that he's less wedge issue based on anything other than economics keeps him from that. I think Kamala Harris comes in, robs half the leftist vote, maybe Elizabeth Warren, and it ends up being Biden in all honesty. I think Biden is more likely than not to be the nominee, which means the Democrats lose 2020. Yeah, I don't hmm. know why they would do that. He's not a strong candidate. <laughs> oh, well, none of them are strong. Right, out of the yeah. out of the pack, yeah. It's, it's pretty bad when the, well, the two strongest candidates I identify as Gillibrand and Castro. They're both hmm. at the bottom of the heap. They can't huh. become the candidate. Why Gillibrand? Why Gillibrand? She seems like a weak she, candidate to me. She's not a weak candidate. She's she's definitely a liberal, but she has the ability. She hasn't gone so far out that she can't move back to the center, number one. Number two, she looks pretty for the cameras. In all honesty, that matters optically, number two. And with Julian Castro, he reminds me of, of Obama, in all honesty. 
Hmm. Again, fur further left as a referendum election on Trump, if he were to formulate a platform and make it about that instead of just impeach, impeach, you know, he's evil or something, make it a referendum on policy, he could win. Yeah. But he's never, he's, he's got less than half a percent of the vote. Tulsi Gabbard would be a stronger candidate than most people at the top. She's not being. What happened to Beto? He, I, like, if you would have talked to me four or five Beta? months ago, I thought that he was going to be the the Democratic candidate, but he seems to really have lost steam within the party. Be Beto O'Rourke can't win because he already came out for months beforehand and said he wouldn't run. He looks like a hypocrite. He insulted his wife. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was he had to apologize. Right? Oh no, that. he did an interview where she just sat silently, and the left got all up in arms because she yeah. wasn't interactive enough or something. Well, I, th I think he, he had said something at a different point. I think it was more than that, if I remember correctly. Oh, really? I, these don't seem disqualifying, though. No, but he also ate magic dirt when he lost to Ted Cruz. Yeah. Even a lot of leftists are going to be like, okay, that's a little out there. Like, they had a problem with Romney, and I, I did, too, at the time in 2012. I'm like, if I have a president, if, if at 3 a.m. he gets the call that the nukes are flying, I want him to be able to use drugs. I want him to be able to down a beer, snort a line, smoke some weed, do whatever <laughs> you need to do, dude. And Mitt Romney's a teetotaler. No thanks. <laughs> He's just got these weird beliefs, and also the way he like carries himself. He like gyrates around like an evangelical minister. I didn't <laughs> notice until people started talking about it, but now I've made a point to really observe when he speaks. It is uh, it is a little over the top. It is a yeah. little silly. Yeah. Too energetic, mm. actually. Yeah. Is the opposite of Jeb Bush. <laughs> yeah, Trump hasn't given uh, Beto a nickname yet, has he? I don't think um, so. He doesn't really need to, though, because he he's so weird. That I, I, huh. think, I think he's saving that for people that sort of matter. It's like when he says Sleepy Joe, it rhymes with creepy, and I don't think that's a coincidence. Yeah. Ah, did you see uh, Trump's tweet this morning about Joe entering the race? What, what was that? It was a good one. Oh, what did um, he say? <laughs> uh, I got to scroll down because he's been retweeting so much stuff this morning. Jeez. Oh, uh, oh here's what he says. Uh, welcome to the race, Sleepy Joe. I only hope you have the intelligence... <laughs> Uh, long in doubt to wage a successful primary campaign. It will be nasty. You will be dealing with people who have some truly very sick and demented ideas. But if you make it, I will see you at the starting gate. <laughs> uh, well, that's the yeah. thing. I think I think Trump's playing double reverse psychology. I think, uh, honestly, uh, I don't think he feels threatened by most of the people in the race. I don't think he feels threatened by Joe Biden, but he wants to make it look like he's using reverse psychology and wants Biden to be his adversary in hopes that somebody else who's crazy will actually be the one that gets nominated. Mm. He's playing the left like fiddles right now, and they don't even realize it. He, he, he would like to run against someone like Bernie Sanders. Everyone's like, well, Bernie can beat Trump. Look at the polling. Hillary Clinton was five, six points up against him in right, most of the right. polling statewide and, and nationwide uh, and in all of the swing states and still lost. I think he's looking yeah. at that and he's saying, well, it's basically the same as me going up against Sanders. Sanders lost to Clinton. He'd be a weak candidate. But I don't think we're going to elect an ancient socialist. I yeah. just don't see that happening. Yeah, he'd be almost 80 years old. It's like people are, are taking him way too seriously. Look, trust it from a Vermonter. We don't take him seriously either. He gets perpetually elected because Vermonters are stubborn and want to keep electing the same person. And he puts on the cute face and talks about ice cream and stuff and doesn't go after guns. So that's basically all. Or at least he didn't used to. Isn't he kind of on the train of um, a reasonable gun control and this and yeah. that now? It was like with Ann, with Ann Coulter's sellout that she is uh, identifying. Was... Yeah, identifying. <laughs> well, I'd vote for Bernie Sanders if he if he lies to me and says the bullshit that he said ten years ago about immigration, pretending to be a populist. I would consider voting for him. Uh, Do you think well, she's trolling? 
No, it she's very just, out of character for her. I was shocked to read this. She's she's been doing this for years, and I've warned people about her that she's just an opportunist selling books. She's not even a conservative. No, you, you stole my thunder because I was going to say we got Ann Coulter's biggest critic versus Ann Coulter's biggest fan. I love fight. Ann Coulter. I'm just I mean, but I do back. think that there's an element of trolling here. I can't imagine mm. she would ever no, vote for him. She's not trolling. She's a liberal. Oh well, God. She's an urbanite liberal with a law degree, and she's pretending to be conservative to bilk the gullible people out of book sales. Wow. <gasps> oh, God. You heard it here. Yeah. <laughs> she's, and she does a good I don't blame her for it. I mean, it's lucrative. She makes millions of dollars. It's like that time it's that she pretended rich. to be sad, sad about not having a boyfriend. It's like, you know, she probably has parties, and she has, you know, whatever dude she wants or girl. Yeah, and she dude. bangs Bill Maher, too. Yeah. Gross. Probably. No, they yeah. they really have had sex. It, they've referenced <laughs> oh. it as though heavily implying this has happened. Yeah, not yeah, surprised. Ann Coulter he's, with he's, her big spider limbs. Well, yeah, right, I mean he's right. bisexual, maybe I guess so. You know. Oh, is that known? Is that uh, or is that just? Rumor? Well, I mean, Ann Coulter's, you know. Oh, 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 oh! She I does see have a little. Going. Going. It took me a second. I was thinking. Yeah. No, I don't have any problem with her. Like, you know, as a capitalist, I don't have a problem with her making millions of dollars or anything. It's just, I mean, if she could do it honestly, it'd be better. Hmm. Do you, is there anything specific that she said that you, you don't think is authentic or you think the whole thing is just yeah, an so act? I, I think that her entire persona is a carefully groomed act. Wow. Here's what I've always thought, including like when I was a liberal, when I was a con conservative, more, more or less now as a libertarian. For like years and years, she's always been on there and she's always struck me as inauthentic. Like it's more like she's playing a role as like a a, a, a stereotypical bimbo conservative, you can say. Like mm -hmm. a Bush era, like like an airhead, basically. Uh, she's very smart, though. I mean, look at all the money she makes. Look at all the books she sells. She's not mm -hmm. dumb. She knows exactly what she's doing. She is very smart, yeah. It's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, well, nobody, I... Nobody can ever say that she's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, do you have any, any additional questions, Blonde? We're, we're right up against time. Oh, wow, we are. It always goes so yeah. fast with sticks. I just want to talk about the primaries and the Ann Coulter thing. That was just the cherry on top. <laughs> all right. Anything else on your mind before we, uh, before we yeah, round we should, up? Here? We should all say, say like the top three people that we believe will likely be the nominee. Okay, for, for the Democrats specifically, I assume? Yeah, we're talking like, about... like our top three. Let's make an official like top three picks. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm with you on Biden. Number one, um, but I'd go Biden, Pete, however you say his name, but a geek. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, so I'm going Biden, Pete, the polling doesn't suggest it, but I, I, I'll put Kamala at three. Yeah. That'd be my, my top three. Yeah. Okay. Biden, Kamala, and I don't know, Bernie Sanders. Hmm. Yeah. I, w I would say Biden at the top just because, like, he gets in at 30% or something. Kamala Harris, number two. I discount Bernie Sanders. And I would say number three, um, I I'm, I'm going to pick Julian Castro as just the mm. cautionary dark horse, actually, because because he reminds me so much of Obama. Do I get – actually, I should have put Michelle Obama in as my dark horse. Yeah. She's going to enter the race and steal everyone's <laughs> yeah, thunder. Saying dark horse, people think you're I being – Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice yeah. going. Uh, yeah, you're going to get that's... banned for that. Well, yeah, it's, it's only a matter of time. Let's make our bets now. I'll race you. Who's going to get banned on YouTube first, this show or you? Who's who's at? Well, Blonde's out first, but I'm talking about this stream. 
it's, mm -hmm. it's a race to it's a race to bit shoot although yeah. are, you're still the number one on uh, bit shoot these days yeah. are you Just not surpassed 37,000 subscribers like wow two days ago, nice so. nice and and of course Sar your youtube Sar channel is... Sar sargon was like oh my this can't be happening <laughs> oh did he pass yeah. you for a little bit or he just never caught up no, no, he he's referenced it a few times, sort of jokingly. Just yeah. it's, it's a sort of friendly squabble about whether liberalism or spoon clankdom will run out. Of <laughs> uh, gotcha. way out ahead. We are fortifying our location. <laughs> yeah, well, I will. Uh, I'll throw that link in the description too. Of course, if you're new to Sticks, find all his links. Uh, I'll put them down below, and you can check out his channel. But we appreciate you making time for us as always, and we'll have to have you back as this uh, campaign campaign season heats up. I am very excited for the entertainment, man. It's going to oh, yeah. be a hell of a show. Oh. Oh, it's going to be even better than 2016. I can't wait. And I can't wait to come back aboard because I'm sure there's going to be some weird shit to discuss. Sounds good. Yeah. Thanks, man. We'll catch you next time. Have a good one. back thanks for uh thanks to six for coming on it was a pleasure to talk to him again and um we our plan was to have him on quarterly we haven't had him on since like september so oh, really yeah we'll have to do a better job of keeping him coming back as the uh, campaign season continues you just wrecked wanna... my world with this and culture thing just... <laughs> a little dose of reality i know maybe he's I, I don't know that i'm as conspiratorial about Anne, um but yeah I, I certainly don't agree with her perspective on everything Anyway, and I certainly want no part of them, of her discussing with Bill Maher about their alleged sexual encounters. Anyway, I want to check up on uh, Streamlabs real quick before we hop into the, um, the synagogue shooter. Let's see what we got going on over here. Uh, Cameron says, uh, Cameron says, Matt, you're doing a great job with the intellectual consistency on your videos. How much... Do you want to bet that the media will be consistent in the coverage of the latest shooting versus the Sri Lanka attacks, given who controls the media? I doubt it. <laughs> you said it, not me. Uh... Redicus says, uh, I hate when they argue over both sides, but uh, don't bring up individual groups. The Oath Keepers and Proud Boys aren't overtly racist and have simple creeds and are multiracial. Well, uh, they walk... Well, they walk on by the overt communism of Antifa and Redneck Revolt. Yeah, I agree. The, it, it is very selective uh, scrutiny. Blackwing says, why stop at student debt? Let's have super, the super rich also help pay off consumer debt. In all seriousness, this won't work in the long run as the super rich have the means to move elsewhere in an attempt to avoid said theft. Yeah, and I can't blame them if they do, but good point. Why don't we just have the rich put everyone into a home, into a nice home in a nice suburb and all that? Uh, Redicus says, what is the return on stock investments? Four to seven percent. So anyone with $50 million in investments will uh, will halved. Uh, so we will have all of that money offshore to avoid taxes. I see. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, if it is in company assets, they have to have more than 2% margins. Yeah. Insert baby flipping you off. Fair point. Walsey says, awesome show. Thank you. Redicus says, <laughs> Fuck you, you commie cunt. Oh, referring to uh, Kamala Harris. The gun show loophole is bullshit. The assault weapons ban is a fool's bill. That will just mean pistol grips will be banned. And Obama took those felons off the list. I was not aware of what she was talking about in that particular case. So I'll have to look at it. 
Grant says, uh, Blonde, did you see Aladdin Paladin's video on the pill? Uh, no. Did, okay. I like her, I, though. I'll watch it. Apparently, you should check it out. Um, point on voting from jail. Most FBI-tracked white supremacists are in jail. Lastly, no spoilers ahead. Avenger has a really cringy girl power moment. This is a good spot to stop watching. I have not seen the movie. I've not watched any of the movies. Uh, Either. But... Uh, Seems every movie's going that direction. Lastly, Grant says the New York Green Deal is a roundabout way to go after Trump Tower. Why won't Sargon get on your podcast? Ask Sargon that. He's just uh, busy. He, he he's but he's always busy. This has been like multiple years. Yeah, he is kind he, of jerking us around like a hot chick, you know. Sargon randomly dropped into PSA Sitch's stream to say, you should have let me play my fucking video games in peace, you feminist bitches. That's funny. And PSA Sitch does good work, too. Uh, so shout out to him. Anyway, uh, oh, and I do want to say uh, shout out to our top contributors over on DLive as well. Remember, the stream is available on DLive.tv slash ML Christensen if you want to check that out. Donald Trump, Sente, and uh, Roberta over on uh over on DLive tonight. Thanks for supporting the show, guys. And tell me about this synagogue shooter, because I have not followed this in depth, but it looks a lot like it is a Christchurch-type event. Yeah. In, that was a garbage not... transition. You should fire yourself. Oh, sorry. Did I, what's... <laughs> well, we're going to have uh, an awkward one coming up, considering we're going from legitimate, what totally looks like legitimate yeah. anti-Jewish hate crime to hoax anti-jewish hate crime so we'll yeah cross i mean that i guess i should just give it. you a rundown is it poway or poway i don't even know. i have no idea actually san diego area um all right so a man entered a, with a rifle chabad of poway um opened fire on the people inside the suspect identified john t Ernest. he's 19 a graduate of Mar- mount armel high school a, a, and a nursing student he doesn't have any criminal history um apparently no connection with white supremacist groups although we'll talk about his 8chan connection in a moment, although that's not a white supremacist group. Um, so he fled the scene and an off-duty U.S. Border Patrol agent who was in the synagogue at the time uh, opened fire on him, missing mm. the man but striking the vehicle. And then the San Diego police, uh, they were en route. They pulled the suspect over, jumped out of his car with his hands up, taken into custody. So he published a manifesto that I have not had time to read. Have you read it? I have not. And apparently, Although, much real quick, interesting it. side note on the manifesto. Someone tried to DM me the link on Twitter. Yeah. Twitter did not allow it. Oh, really? It was blocked from just linking privately, not even sharing, privately DM'd block. Wow. Hmm. That's kind of incredible. Uh, yeah. Did I mention one, one person killed, one wounded? I thought it was, wasn't it more than one? There were like three wounded, were there not? Oh, really? I might have been reading an outdated article. Yeah, the one lady, the person who was killed apparently dove in front of the rabbi. rabbi, And then the rabbi has an injury to his hand and then there were a couple of other shrapnel wounds to a a few other people. So she dove in front of a rabbi to save his life. That's what I've read. Huh. Wow. Um, Anyway, this manifesto, uh, I haven't read it, but from what I've read about it, it seems much of the same of the Christchurch manifesto. Except he did talk much more about the Jews. The Christchurch guy didn't say anything about Jews. Um, but apparently he was inspired by the Christchurch church attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Ernest, the, the dude, he also takes responsibility for an Escondido mosque arson a month hmm. ago. Which I don't remember reading very much about this. Do you remember this in the news? I don't know that I saw it. 
During that incident, he claimed to spray paint messages referencing the New Zealand mosque shooting. Hmm. So in the manifesto, he states that he was attending nursing school, but did not specify the exact location. And on 8chan, a user identified as Ernest said he planned to live stream the shooting on Facebook, but the Facebook account he linked uh, has been deactivated. So it's full okay. of quotes from the Bible, but I can't make a, char a characterization about this since I haven't read it. Okay. But he does reference the New Zealand mosque and the Pittsburgh synagogue shootings um, and said that they were inspiration for the shooting. A couple of other interesting pieces of fact, according to a source speaking with a Breitbart reporter, it was actually an armed parishioner who gave the gun to an off to the off duty right, border patrol like, agent. You know how to use this better than I do. You'll be that's to just a source says I've not seen confirmation of that, but that's what's being reported. Mm hmm. And then there's also this Twitter user who claims to have seen the 8chan post prior to the attack and alerted the FBI. Yeah. And originally asked why didn't someone stop him or anyone stop him, then clarified that this person says, I didn't get off the phone with the FBI until eight minutes before the attack. Eight minutes is just too fast. And then he, he added additionally that... Upon his tip, the FBI put out a statewide alert of a shooting threat to all law enforcement agencies as well. That's just what he's saying. I've not seen confirmation of that either. But it does look like people on the Internet were wise to this before it even happened. I mean, just like the Christchurch shooting, and I made a video about this in, in which I said this was going to continue to happen. This is going to be a trend because we're not addressing the deeper problem. When fe people feel as though their speech is suppressed, um, they take up arms. They, the, the violence seems to be the, the next means. And, and, and what's happening is it's a group of disaffected young white men. I don't know if you saw this video of him that's, uh, that's going around Twitter. I have not, no. But he's a, he, he's a piano virtuoso. It, it, he's hmm. a prodigy. I saw him playing Rachmaninoff, he, like an incredible pianist, a handsome teenager like you're going to throw your entire life away for this hmm. we have to think about why this is happening this group of people that we've created that feel like they want to martyr themselves why is this happening hmm. we can't blame guns well yeah i mean you, you have to address these underlying causes you can't blame all these tangential things i want to talk about guns and censorship momentarily the other piece of uh the fact pattern here that I want to, this is not to score political points, but just to counter a media narrative I know is forthcoming, but in the manifesto, he called Trump a Jew loving anti-white traitorous cocksucker. Yeah. This is not necessarily a, a Trump inspired act or anything like that. Was Trump's, Tarrant. Tarrant was yeah, I know, of Trump but they still try to sell it that way. Right. Remember Jerry Nadler sat in front of Congress at the hearing with Candace Owens, where she went off of him and went off on him and said, um, the, the Christchurch suitor said, when asked, do you support Trump? He said, as an anti-white leader and such and such, yes. And then he cut the quote right there. The next sentence is, in this regard, absolutely not. He sucks. So they will take as much of that out of context for political gain as possible. But just so people are aware that that's in the manifesto. Um, just, I, this goes without saying, but think about what, what didn't save anybody here. California gun laws didn't save anybody. Right. You got to be 21 in California to have a gun at all. Didn't work. 
No word on whether this was a California compliant AR or not, because it, it's being reported he had a he had an AR pattern firearm. I don't know specifically whether he had California legal magazines or a pistol grip or any of those things that are regulated by California, but it clearly didn't matter at all whether he was using one that is California legal or not. California's extremely strict rules on concealed carry make it basically impossible to legally carry. That didn't help either. I don't know if this person who had the gun, who eventually made this guy run away, was legally carrying carrying or not. That'll be the truly California thing to do, to press charges right. against the person whose gun stopped it. Um, the internet police saved nobody. He was observed and reported. Yep. And I'm not taking shots at these people. This guy who saw it on 8chan and reported it, right if thing. that's what he did, that's what you do. I'm not saying not fast enough, not good enough of a job. No, clearly you did what you're supposed to do. The problem is it can't save everybody. And that's not your fault. The real police, if as far as we know now, didn't save anybody. Although he was the guy who was doing the shooting was an off-duty border uh, border patrol agent, apparently. But as far as on-duty officers, they're not the ones who saved anybody here. I'm not throwing any of them under the bus either. This was a tight timeline, but they weren't the ones who stopped the threat, as far as we understand. It was a responsible armed guy who saved 50-plus people in this synagogue. So censorship doesn't, doesn't save you. Gun control doesn't save you. In an emergency, only you can save you. And that's the difference between this case and Christchurch. One dead versus 50 dead, excluding the injuries. Same motive, generally speaking. Same type of crazy. Same weapon. Similar crowd size. This one had an armed presence to stop it. I think that's, that's the fundamental true. difference. Although I think there is danger in classifying this guy and the Christchurch shooter as mentally ill or crazy because yeah, I should, I don't not, mean, yeah. I'm not like judging your choice of words, yeah, but yeah. in general, I'm hearing a lot of people say like, Oh, this was like an insane, like an absolute lunatic. But when you read these manifestos, although I haven't read his yet, um, they're pretty lucid. And, and I think mm -hmm. that this will continue to happen as long as we have a disaffective anti male yeah. It's a disaffective young male population in an anti-male society. Yeah. Yeah. When I say crazy, I, and I know you just to clarify, I mean, people who enforce their worldview with violence. That's, that's what I'm referring to. Not right. necessarily diagnosable mental illness. Okay. And just so the audience is clear on that. Um, and that's the difficulty in discussing these cases. Cause I agree when I read through the Christchurch manif uh, manifesto, the difficulty in discussing this is you, there's a segment of the population that won't allow you to explore why these things happen without endorsing it. I yeah. don't endorse what happened in either case, but I think there's probably some explanation about why. And I think it'd probably be beneficial if we understood why to solve well, the problem. I think a way to get around that is to discuss what these people would be if we lived in a healthy society with healthy families. Hmm. And I, I can say with a reasonable amount of confidence that I think him and Brendan Tarrant would uh, just be like normal people with families if they I'm not I'm not placing the blame on society for this or anything like that. Uh, I don't want to sound like that. But I think that if they didn't feel like they were backed into a corner, if they didn't feel like they had nothing to fight for and that the greater glory was in martyrdom, um, that we would be in a different situation. And that's why I think this is going to keep happening. And I want to prevent this from happening. Again. Of course, the only way that we can do that is to treat the root issues. But I, I unfortunately, we will. This will be a, a pattern. This is going. Yeah, to the idea that you're going to that you're going to censor and ban your way out of this, it is never going to happen. If you look It'll at New Zealand worse. and California and, and think, 
one more gun law would have stopped this, or maybe just one more internet moderator who would have censored his speech. That would have taken care of it. No, no. no in fact, it probably would have made it this, worse. It, that would alleviate a lot of these violent tendencies is a radical, an approach of radical free speech. I agree. Um, if this I, person could get online and say whatever they wanted to about about any group, don't you think that they wouldn't feel like they had no other way to deal with yeah. their emotion than violence? I mean, that's the point of free speech. Yeah, echo chambers create radicalism. And I'm not saying that these people would change their mind 180 degrees if you were able to talk to them more openly, but I bet they'd be persuaded against violent enforcement of their worldview i bet they might think twice about that sort of thing if you're if you're allowed to discuss with them but instead we're going to deperson all of this stuff off of the internet we're going to put them in their right. deepest darkest corner and act like that's not going to fester and create I mean, more of these problems yikes and and i know what's going to happen here the the reaction to this is going to be more censorship more gun control yeah and it's going to aggravate the existing problem and create situations where uh, people like this, where their mentality can kind of fester. Yeah, I, I, that, that's the irony I'll never get around to. I, I know I keep bringing this back to guns, but if you truly believe that this guy's not some one-off fringe person, and if you believe that this is on the rise, that there's all these Nazis running around who are a risk to everybody, and if you believe Donald Trump enables them, again, you ought to oppose the Kamala Harris's of the world. You ought to oppose these democratic gun control calls strongly because at the end of the day, all it takes is one of these Nazis you say are everywhere to put your entire family at risk. You, yeah. You, yeah. And the irony of this on the left is that this was, this was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like a few years ago, I, I don't think that we had the same kind of problem, hmm. but because their approach to the white male community was more censorship, more demonization, they're creating this group of disenfranchised white men and, and it's becoming what they said already existed. Yeah. We hate you. We're going to censor you. You can't defend yourself. So go away in that corner and moderate yourself. And by the way, what incentive do you have to moderate when there's no path to redemption? We talk right. about this all the time. Once you're othered, once you're put into this box of social ostracism, their expectation, I don't know, is like, what do you, you go away and kill yourself or something yeah, like know. that? And like, the, the, the rules for being ostracized have narrowed so much now yeah. with just like moderate right opinions you're going to have a really hard time in California, socially, yeah. at, at jobs, anything. And I'm talking, maybe even if you're a centrist there at this yeah. point. Um, and again, in closing, none of this is endorsement of what happened. It's awful. We want less of this. Want to understand why it's happening and not do these things that are making it happen. Right. That's the whole point. But of course, you're being soft on the killer. No, he sucks. The guy who, who shot this place up sucks. The Christchurch shooter sucks. I want to understand why this is happening so that there are less of them. Not well, more. I'm trying to take the same approach that I take with radical Islam. Like yeah. I, I, when there is an Islamic attack, I'm not like, oh, this must be some one off insane person. It's like, no, the, the doctrine, it's what is driving the behavior. Yeah. And we have to be doing the same thing with shooters like this. I mean, I th think that we're doing a disservice to everybody by acting like these guys are totally insane. Like, uh, like they don't have a point in it, not with the, with the shootings, but with the way they're being treated by society as young white men. Or there's no sequence of events that leads them to, to develop the, the perspectives and the feelings that they do. Again, not saying those are correct or, or 
right, but why it happened. Or that this is an endorsement of violence. I would never yeah, say of course. that. But it behooves us to understand why these things happen so that we can prevent them in the future. Yeah, but, but we will, this is going to happen much, many more times. I know, I know and that sucks. And the, the approach of ban and censor makes them more likely, not less. I know. Bums me out. Okay, uh, let's, uh, like I said, there's not going to be any uh, tasteful transition to the next story, but it's that time again. And you know what? I don't care what the copyright holders to the Pink Panther We're doing say. It. I'm doing it. Come and get me. I don't care. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit, it's backwards. You think they'll notice? Well, there, uh, there are three members of a Jewish family that uh, they own a oh restaurant. Uh, yeah. Maybe we should have put I, this before that. I said there was no way to make this tasteful. We're yeah. just going with it. They own a restaurant in Winnipeg in Canada, and they have been arrested and charged with public mischief accused of faking a supposed assault and anti-Semitic vandalism on their property on Thursday, the 18th. The most adorable of all crimes, mischief. Yeah, mischief. <laughs> I guess there were a lot of people saying these people, these this family should be charged with a hate crime themselves. The trouble is they vandalized and damaged their own property. Right. So mischief, mischief in this case refers to the misleading of police, like the false report. But... Anyway, the original police report said the business was a target for a robbery and the entire restaurant had been vandalized with the word Jew and swastikas spray painted on the windows and in the parking lot. In the correct orientation? I have not seen images of the swastikas, so I cannot confirm or deny. Mm. This is the interesting part. This was allegedly the fourth hate crime on this business in five months, none of which had been solved. The police investigated and found evidence that the whole thing was faked. According to police chief Danny Smith, surveillance footage, forensic evidence, and interviews implicated the family. Over 25 officers spent nearly a thousand hours investigating this hoax. Here's a, a oh news gosh. story That's about like it. Smollett of, time. Yeah, it, it's the Canadian Jesse Smollett. Here's a story about it. Did you fake the vandalism? We around didn't. This we didn't. Because we don't joke about swastika on our walls. They flatly deny it, insisting they are in fact victims of hate. Oksana Berendt and her son Maxim explaining themselves on CBC Radio just after being charged along with Oksana's husband hours before for public mischief. In this moment somebody grabbed me. She insists on last Thursday night she was alone inside her Winnipeg cafe when she was attacked. The cafe was also robbed and vandalized with anti-Semitic graffiti. The story caused an outpouring of sympathy and defiant denouncements of hate until today. In the end, we found evidence of a crime. It just wasn't a hate crime. I am hugely disappointed and frankly angry that this family has used hate and racism in such a disingenuous way. It's not something that we do. It's against our Jewish law. It's against our, 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 our beliefs. They can find any evidence against anybody. The cafe had been up for sale, as is Oksana's home. Bernie Bellin writes for Winnipeg's Jewish Post and News. He says hate attacks involving assault are rare. My first instinct was that this is terrible, but it doesn't have the normal hallmarks of an anti-Semitic incident. But the Barons insist they were targeted. 
and say they're scared. It's completely broke our family, our business, everything. Meanwhile, an interfaith vigil that was planned for tomorrow night here at the cafe has been cancelled and a crowdfunding campaign that was set up to help support the family has been taken down amid a lot of disappointment, confusion and anger. Interfaith? You mean a GoFundMe where self-hating Christians My first... throw money at this family? Is that that? I don't know what the plan was, but where's this scene? Yeah, this scene of them crying like backstage at the radio station. This looks exactly like backstage on the Maury show. And they're like, <laughs> you are not the father. The, the hate crime was fake. I'm sorry. And they, they cry. Uh, oh my gosh. Um, it should also be noted that the, uh, as they did mention it briefly in the news story there, the family's restaurant has been struggling financially in order to pay off loans used to start the business. The family has put their home up for sale. They deny this was a motive for faking the attack saying the insurance payout would have um, not amounted to much. But the questions remain, um, if, you, if you're if you not faking it, why did you delete your GoFundMe upon the police revealing this to be a fake? And secondarily, if enriching yourself isn't the goal, why would you have a GoFundMe on top of the insurance payout? That doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know. Uh, and then the other thing I, I had written down too, are there even four hate crimes a year in Winnipeg? Someone looked that up for me. The idea that this was happening repeatedly month by month without catching a person is just flat out silly. Get surveillance cameras. Apparently someone had surveillance cameras and they found the, the details of this story. I didn't have time to go through all of it, but apparently this all happened in the dark. Like the crooks broke in and turned off all the lights, but still spray painted perfect messages in total darkness and then the mom was supposedly beaten and punched and stuff in the meantime. And the it's, 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 there's a whole bunch of details that just don't make sense. I'm going to say nothing. <laughs> Are you worried about implicating yourself or something? For sure. The number of racial stereotypes being fulfilled here. I, I can't. Ah, it's too it. hot. It's too it's spicy too, for you. It's too spicy. Yeah. I didn't even watch this before the show because I'm like, they're the traps I could fall into. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Well, that's all I have to say about this. We'll see um, what happens with their with their mischief charges. So cute. See if justice is brought to this Wait, family. Don't you kind of want to be charged with mischief? No, I don't. Really? I don't want to be charged with any crimes, but I guess it is a very cute crime. Adorable. In this case, I'm pretty sure it's felony, though. I don't oh. want to be charged with a felony. Maybe it's make not. it sound more menacing. I don't know. Anyway, it's it's time for the Great War. Let's read Super Chat and get out of here so I can see this feminist nonsense. Uh, you're going to have to read Streamlabs while I'm finding my place. Sorry. Okay. Let's see what we can find. Oh, I found my place. If you want me to. <laughs> okay. Uh, Joshy Boy, on my way home from Knoxville meetup featuring a darkie me. It's him, though. Oh, I so he can it. say that. He can, can say, say that. that. And two gender traitors. We sent you an email. Did we talk about that one? Knoxville? I don't think we did. We'll show it on next week. I show. think we did. I can't remember, though. There's so many cities I can't remember anymore. Um, you want to scroll to the top of the notes while I'm going to the next one? Uh, Sephiroth, uh, 6839. Two guys that buff barely leaving a scratch on a guy during an attack is libelous defamation for sure. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Totally Good call. Not gay. Um, that one chick in Florida. I love when Sargon told the chick at Sky, look. I won't bother explaining it because you don't know how to internet entirely correct and utterly patronizing at the same time. Normie's going to norm. I know he's, he's just been killing it. 
Um, Scott Graham, you totally have the best audience, Blonde. It's not just you. That's more than half the reason I come here. You and Matt make up the rest. I know our audience is super cool. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Fritz Leschenbrenner, enjoy the shekels. Have you seen the uber anti-Semitic cartoon put out by the international edition of the New York Times? Ironic that this paper hounds Trump and the right for what they espouse. Uh, Did you see this? It was um, a blind Trump wearing a, a yarmulk. And he was being <laughs> he was being led by a, a a dogified Netanyahu with a star of David around his collar. Really? Yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, I'm not listen. I'm not on the like my hate my hate speech train or whatever. But I was I was surprised because it's pretty spicy for like a supposed prestigious publication to put out. Yeah, interesting. It, it was odd. You should check it out. It's very odd. Um, they apologized for it and deleted it. Really? Apparently. Uh, offline. Uh, Constantine's commentary, conflating the servicemen with the war is ridiculous. Veterans are some of the most anti-war people out there. Ron Paul himself was in the air force hmm. and who's more anti-war than him. Uh, yeah, that's definitely true. A lot of people came back from Nam and uh, were vehemently anti-war. Yeah. Um, the human shrug, brave man wearing that shirt. Respect. Oh, is it a reference to my brave shirt? Maybe. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Wang Choco. Choco. Uh, I think he's one of our token minorities. Great time you got getting you guys all the diversity points in the DC meetup. It is mm. planning another one this Thank Sunday you. in Fairfax. Check us out for details. PS told you I'm black. Love you guys. We love I you believed too. you. I didn't doubt it. Uh, Thank you. Kevin Flanagan. Mm. Is he, it, he's the spicy one, right? He's so spicy. Some guy did something in San Diego. Oh, so doing the old Ilhan Omar. Yeah, I, I look forward to a couple more weeks of being told noticing things is evil and hateful. <laughs> doing that has uh, has done such a great job at stopping the violence thus mm. far. I disavow. Uh, Brian Williams, I worked at an event. Uh, I worked an event associated with White House Correspondents Dinner. Can't say which due to NDA, but I can say what a complete blowjob fest it was. Everyone at MSNBC, mm. CNN, CBS, um. NBC sure do love themselves. I totally forgot that that happened. Is it over? I didn't even pay attention. I heard they like went away from comedy or something. Oh, really? Is it, it was this weekend, I believe, but Can I you believe that was a year ago. I think was, that was two, wasn't it? Michelle, what's her nuts? Or maybe that was last year. That had to be. Last I don't year. even remember. It must have been last year, I guess. Uh, abortions. Uh, Marvo 93. Yeah. Have you heard that leftists are accusing the alt-right of co-opting the acronym LGBTQ? <laughs> I mean, wow. let's go beat the queers. <laughs> you can now add LGBTQ on the shelf next to Pepe, the okay sign and clowns. Also, I'm that's kidding. hilarious. That I, really how, I wish I would have thought of that acronym. That's genius. Oh my God. Good boy. Uh, JVD 9061 <laughs> currently wearing red face. Thanks to not wearing sunscreen. Will Jesse Smollett's lawyers come after me next? You know, they're coming. Elizabeth um, Warren will call you racist for, yeah, really. yeah, for appropriating her culture. Um, JV dude. Oh, I just read that one. Pseudo sign. Oh, Caesar, you're on my headphones. You're on my headphones, buddy. Um, I just wanted to know your thoughts on complaints of racism in the SPLC. Do you know if it's an actual racism or their version of it? Existence. About they kind of buried it when we covered it on the show a little bit. I, I did search for that vice president's record of sexism and racism. They've covered it up pretty good as far as I can yeah. tell. So yeah. I don't know. And frankly, I don't care if it's even a whiff of racism. I want them punished to the full extent sure. because that's the standard they hold other people to. That's yeah, uh, th there's pretty. See, it's those Alinsky tactics that you're 
I'm is not everybody sympathetic. listening to this? I'm, I'm totally not sympathetic to them dying on their own sword. I don't want to apply their standard to other people, but they can die on their own sword for sure. I'm going to remember this. I'm specific in my <laughs> vengeful urges. Not like, I don't want to say everybody on, everybody on the left has to live by this now because yeah. of them or something. Specific. Um, and about Biden's comments, didn't Unite the Right have permits for their event? They sure did. I believe they did, yeah. Terry Hesticles. No, no. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Monkey lungs. The only options are not it's a bit or it's not a bit. We reject the premise that uprisings oh, no. are binary. It's an all-inclusive spectrum of love, not hate. Use these dollars for your plane ticket. Wait, wait, wait. $10 Canadian. People, this is the terrorist. <laughs> this is the terrorist from earlier. $10 Canadian. You're not going to be able to come we here and boot me out of my that. country. I'm not afraid of you now. Or shekels. You've outed yourself as a fraud. Uh, Terry, Mr. Canadian, again. come yeah, and really. get me. Appreciate it. <laughs> He's got a gun in every room. Uh, it's okay to be blonde. Yes, it is. It's okay <laughs> to be sort of blonde and then to highlight your hair to be even more blonde as well. Uh, People in my comment section are always like, I can see your roots. It's like, I'm not trying to lie about you've this. been outed. I know. Um, <laughs> Sharquisha, Jana Lanisha. I think we, I got that. Um, we should abolish taxes and crowdfund the government. I like it. Hmm. Automata. I've got a great slogan for Biden. Then make America straight again. Bonus tagline: <laughs> A call out to all the clean and articulate. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're not going to put you all back in chains. Bring back that one too. Yeah, really. Uh, Jared Delgado. All men are created equal. Joe. What about women? You friggin' sexist. I know. Right? I'm really. <laughs> but not thirteen-year-old girls. Mm-hmm. I saw. Um, I saw a picture of Biden. You know the meme of Trump that's like, um, he's pointing a gun at you and it says, "Get in, pussy. We're going to go make America great again." No. That was like a classic meme. Uh, it, it's, but it was recreated with Biden and Biden's driving like a sports car and he's looking at you and he's saying, get in pussy. It's time to go smell some 13 year old hair. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. Pissed Fechtmeister says the government should pay off the student debt so that the, so that the collapse of the system comes that much faster. I hear mm. you. Collapsitarian 2020. All right. Uh, Fazimo at historically black colleges, the black graduation rate is 34% or lower at seven HBCUs. One in five black students earn a bachelor's degree within six years. Whoa. Why should we pay? I them? didn't know the stats were that bad. Damn. That is terrible. Taking your word for it. I, I don't know, but um, Catherine Nelson hmm. I would much rather watch you guys over Game of Thrones. I'm not just saying that because I don't have <laughs> HBO, so I don't even have a choice in the matter. Thank you, Catherine. Appreciate Thank it. You. I swear to God, if tonight is feminist nonsense, I you will You know rage. it's going to be. It's going to be Brianna Tarth like, licking Khaleesi's butt all the time, and then <sighs> Arya is going to be like, look at my sword. Yeah. It's all it's in the, the, the bitchiness between all of them. It's like not interesting either. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Joshua, with regards to employers paying for college, this already happens. I know some hospitals in my area will pay for college fees for nursing in return for five years of work. Yeah. Nice. When it's I said smart. that, somebody in the live chat was like, oh, so I see you're into indentured servitude. No, uh, that That's is voluntary. a massive financial incentive. And you get paid for the five years of work. Yeah. Uh, it's not like you're just working to pay off your debts. Marbo 93, what I hate about student loan forgiveness is that everyone's so eager to raise taxes just to pay a debt to make the rich university bureaucrats who bankrupted our generation to begin with even yeah. richer. Yeah. Matthew Rowley, uh, A, Joe Biden and his American heroes BS can eat a bag of dicks while feeling up a little kid. <laughs> B, we already pay for schooling, join the military, and stop complaining. I like your no-nonsense attitude. D, Benham, Matt, you were the first channel I got into that began a transformation in my life, not a dirty liberal. 
two years sober, working hard, making great money, providing for my daughter. Thank you. Take my money. That is so wow. Nice. That's very heartwarming. Thank you, and um, and I'm glad to hear it. Sobriety. That's very difficult. And and all the best for you and your daughter. That's really cool to hear. Thanks yep. for tuning in. EC Morgan sixty nine. Thanks for your work. And oh, blonde, I'm a dude. Ah, oh. I know that we were wondering about that. It's a picture of a rabbit. Uh, but no, I think that we did a thank you for them. Oh, that's why. That's why. Gotcha. Georgia Patriot. No, no. Thank you, ma'am. Sir. Who knows? <laughs> Those aren't uh, things anymore. They're one in the same. I know. Georgery Johnson. Howdy from Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Today's hoax hate highlight. Also, hmm. the home of a group of folks looking to have a meetup. Call out to any locals oh in and around Winnipeg. Winterpeg. Uh, to get your names on the contact seat so you can join us. Today. Please have a meetup at this restaurant. Please. Please go there. Yes. That would be hilarious. Bukaki if they're still open. Tsunami. Ah. I think they're taking the cake for the funniest name. That's, I'm Peter Buttigag. I still don't know how to say it. I'm running for president of the United States. Did I mention I'm gay? Super gay. I just wanted to make you know, make sure you know I'm gay. We know. We know, man. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Metal Man. On a serious note, what do you guys think about an armed conflict breaking out between political factions in the United States? I tend to agree with Tim Poole on this and would rather be prepared than caught off guard and unorganized. Um, I think that this is a distinct possibility. So I, I, we've talked about it on the show before, but we've fallen a bit into the prepper classification. I've moved to rural Idaho and oh. Skag has a gun in every room. I also have a year of freeze dries food and an arsenal here. Small scale. I definitely wouldn't call myself a prepper yet, but I, when I say when, like when I was talking about earlier with the shooting, ultimately, sure, if you're in an emergency, you're going to call 911. There are people who you hope will help you, but you are your own first and last line of defense. Yep. And that's been one of the harsher realizations of adulthood for me. And so I do take that seriously. That is to say, in a worst case scenario, which I think is a minuscule chance, but I think it's more likely now than it ever has been in my lifetime. I think every responsible person, especially if you're providing for a family, if you're a head of household or whatever, even more so. It's yeah. one thing if I fail myself. It's another if I fail my future wife and kids, for example. So I, I don't want to put them in that type of um, in Yeah, that's that type definitely of true. I mean, we talked about this last week, but the hallmark of adulthood is realizing that nobody, including the government, is coming for you. If yeah. something like this happens, you got to be your own advocate. Yep. Um, Melissa Hainline, should I assume the major sections of the wall are in fact being built since that topic has not been disputed much? That's a key to Trump 2020 win, as far as I can tell. Thanks for your hard work. Yeah, I mean, if he actually deals with this um, and the legal immigration issue, I will happily eat my words and vote for him. I know that he has he's going up against a lot, but um, if this is going to get done, then I will be thrilled. It'll be just like Harry getting on uh, Lloyd's bike and Dumb and Dumber miss high five and you're right on the trump little yeah, scooter again it. it's gonna be and sweet. we're gonna be in another situation where like <laughs> like i don't want to vote for him but there's nothing better and i'll feel guilty abstaining i don't know ah. uh eric k the 1-800 number for the batf is 1-800 atf guns it's probably true i don't know but i believe it uh somebody got their message deleted that gave us money filipino money i think it's going to planned parenthood now uh, it might be JB banning assault rifles didn't prevent the Columbine shooting. Assault rifles were federally banned from 1994 to 2004 as part of the Clinton era violent crime control and law enforcement act. Columbine occurred in 98. That's mm. 
Tenecate, honestly, why would someone choose Sargon UKIP party over Nigel Farage Brexit party, especially since Nigel was UKIP main star? Um, I don't know. I mean, Nigel got some problems. Uh, I don't know that Sargon's going to get much traction. I think the media is going to just rip him apart. He handled himself pretty well in Sky News, too, if you caught oh, that yeah. interview. Good I, for yeah. him. No, he's um, doing a great job. I, I, there's None of us could, can enter the political realm without just getting totally eviscerated. I yeah. It's, it's, the question is, is his channel more powerful than establishment media? And it could be. It very well at could be. At some point, it will be. that We yeah. will reach the tipping point at some point. Uh, um, and I don't know enough about specific party politics in Britain, but like maybe Sargon branch, could, yeah. could answer that question. Um, Insk says, where has the video gone of Sessions smacking Biden's hand trying to touch a young female of his family? Has I that think been just scrubbed? Probably. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Nichols, I disagree with Sticks on Coulter. Her reaction at 9-11 that got her fired from National Review seemed very sincere. She's just lost her shit since then. I, I thought she was she pretty said. stable until she became afflicted with a case of Trump derangement syndrome, but for the from the other side, hmm. yeah. which I'm, I'm just sympathetic to. Uh, but this Bernie <laughs> thing is just fucking crazy. I'm like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, lady. This, this next one has me laughing. Jacob Can I says, read it? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so Jacob says, the high priestess of the cult of Skeletan, <laughs> Skeletan Coulter, has become an apostate? Question yeah, mark. I mean. High priestess of the cult of Skeletan. That is you. It made me rethink my statement about women in politics, like her being the, the primary exception. Hmm. So I don't know. Uh, JS, Bernie got, gets screwed again by the DNC and runs the third party indie spoiler. Oh man, that'd be hilarious. Crash Weezerman, isn't it possible that Ann Coulter isn't a fake, but rather just suffered from terminal Blonde disease because she's old and childless? Um, yeah, but she's also like really cold and really smart. And I don't think she was ever maternal. I actually don't think that she regrets her life decisions very much. There I don't are get some that vibe. women that don't want children legitimately. Some, yeah. And they shouldn't have children, I mean. Uh, the Sherpa, you'll be pleased to hear that tonight's Game of Thrones was spectacular. I thought the 37-minute sex scene between Jean and the Night King was a bit much, but tastefully done. Minimal, strong female pandering. All right, we'll see about that. Great. Rock no no spoilers. Oh, God. I'm sure that was a joke. Rafael Salvador. <laughs> Apparently, the Jews at Burmax are not being nice Jews as they hold drag days there and other degenerate events there. And posted on their Facebook page, Red Elephant did a scathing video hmm. about it. I love Red Elephant. I wonder if Raphael Raphael's also in this foreign currency. I wonder if he was the one who got deleted got earlier. Deleted. He might have gotten Possibly. deleted for saying Jews or something. Who knows? Matt Dath, did you guys see Ash? I'm literally a communist Sarkar on the synagogue shooting after calling out white supremacy. She wears the left is winning on economics, but losing on culture and belonging. Hmm. Really? No. Um, Fritz Leschenbrenner says, make hair smell great again. By <laughs> Somebody else got their message deleted. And I don't even know who. I'm sorry. Um, Mega A-bomb. I'm like mad and haven't seen many well-known movies. I saw Braveheart recently and the gore in taking back rights from a tyrant, and I never want that for me or my descendants. That's why I'm 2A. That's why we're all 2A, buddy. Hmm. Matthew, that sounded condescending, but I, I'm your comrade. Uh, Matthew Riley, because I feel like punishing Blonde for being mean to my fellow Michigan alum and Coulter. Matt, hmm. any thoughts on the draft? And will you be doing a fantasy league again? You guys are terrible. I will. I'll be short. I I, uh, I will do a fantasy league again. Pay, pay attention in August. We'll make those announcements. I didn't really pay that much attention to the draft this year. I knew the Vikings were going to draft O-line in the first round. They did. Good. Otherwise, we all would have rioted. Other than that, I didn't even watch the draft. So I, I can't opine. Oh, my God. I don't care. 
And then I think the next one actually might be a Game of Thrones spoiler, so I'm not going to read it. Just Thanos killed the Night King. Who's oh, Thanos? no. <laughs> I can't remember. I've He's not it. in Game of Thrones, that's for sure. Unless there's an epic mashup. Oh, okay. I've never seen any of the Marvel movies. Yeah. Have you? Uh, no, but I know who Thanos is because I once played the Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale game, the video oh. game. I'm so, you know Avengers yeah. made $1.2 billion? Yeah, it's like the biggest movie release ever or something, or one of them. Shows how much I know. Um, I was like, this is some Game of Thrones character that I don't remember. Georgia okay. Patriot says it's Sir. Clarification. <laughs> All right, I think we're good. It Do is, ma'am. It is Sir. We've got a few over on Streamlabs, and before I get to that, I will say shout out to our top contributors over on DLive tonight. That's, I think, Bridge Burner. They cut off your name, sorry. Donald Trump and Senti. Thanks for tuning in on Streamlabs, guys, and supporting oh, the yeah, show. Oh, we just had one come in, a big donation from Pop Mom that says, carry on. We shall, except we're going to wrap up the show. And then we'll All right. Play. Well, thank I you. I am not going to be niggardly. Um, we got Cubex, critical of Styx. Styx is an occultist twat. <gasps> Jeez. He has, uh, uh, he hates religious people, as you can see with his disparaging remarks on people who live clean. He's a pro-druggy idiot, as to Coulter's point. Oh. Better sounders than, uh, than Biden. Um, and then adds the right wing violence propaganda is fabricated. It's been decreasing over the years and has a link. Unfortunately, I can't look at the link. Um, now, listen, I mean, disagree with sticks or not. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily think sticks hates religious people. I think that's not necessarily fair in my opinion, but certainly he is not of a religious perspective. I don't know. Anyway, appreciate sticks. And it's always good to have friends with whom you disagree. That is true. Grant says, I don't think Ann Coulter is a fraud, but I think sometimes she plays it up. More importantly, no woman is immune to Blonde's disease, not even Ann Coulter could be. By the way, maybe the shooter was inspired by the anti-Semitic New York Times cartoon. Interesting theory. (laughs) I can see it. Richard Fabulous? We'll go with that. I would like to propose a new acronym for the LGBT, WNBA, BBQ community. Simply the FDT community would suffice. Three simple classifications. (laughs) F- okay, FDT. Do you have speculation about what that might stand for in this classification uh, system? Uh, fags, dykes, and trannies community. Oh, yeah. We'll go with that. I can't believe that someone would have so much like hate in their heart. Thanks, Richard. Michu says, uh, we are struggling to make rent, eh? People make money after hate attacks, eh? Who is Jesse Smollett, eh? I got a plan. Michu says Sargon is banned on Twitter. Jack Dorsey is meddling in foreign elections. Yeah, Sargon's campaign handle got banned because, of course, he's had several personal accounts banned. But there's an argument to be made that Twitter is now meddling in elections by banning his yeah, campaign right. handle, which had like 20,000 followers or something like that, including so that me. In- Indian chick has some horseshit explanation that yeah. absolves them. Probably. Vijayjay, what's her name? Uh, Get Tim Pool to ask Vijayjay about it. Yeah, really. Okay. Are we all caught up? We're good. Okay. Well, uh, we appreciate everybody hanging out tonight. I hope, uh, well, I hope it was better than Game of Thrones, but who knows? Uh, and thanks to Sticks for coming on the show as well. Thank you if you're you're tuning in later after Game of Thrones, of course, too. Uh, if you're new to Sticks, please find his links in the description. You can check him out. He's all over. He's on all the alt tech platforms as well, and he's leading on that front. So, so good for him. Um, if you're listening later on YouTube on demand or uh, on one of the audio platforms, thank you kindly as well for supporting 
the show. There's more of the show on those audio platforms. So if you want to listen back to the Wednesday call-in show or some other interviews, like I was talking Game of Thrones a couple weeks ago, you can check those out on the audio platforms. It's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher. They're all linked conveniently in the description for you. You can always email us. That's beautyandthebeta.gmail.com. Anything else, find it on the website, mattchristiansonmedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday, because if it's Sunday, sh- sorry, Todd, let's not meet the press. It's Beauty and the Beta. Have a good night. Appreciate it. Bye, guys.